I'm not lying, man. Man. Everybody else, right there. I'll see you at the beginning, Brad. I'm willing to die, too. I want to make movies out of blood, origin, sperm, and tears. I, I believe, I believe this went out. I got, I got to talk so much. Great, great job, great job. Dude, that doesn't make any sense. What? There's a jig, I swear to Christ. My line's in the middle of the road. As long as the bar is Philadelphia. Plenty of sausage. Everything but the little fishies. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Everything But The Little Fishies. Welcome. Um, it's Black History Month, right, guys? That's right. That's right. And so I we need to you know that. I mean, you should not be reassured. <laughs> of course, everybody's already been celebrating Black History Month, so we don't need to remind you. You should but... be celebrating Black History Month all year round. Your year should be Black History year. That's true. That's yeah. right. You should have a Black History decade. That's right. That's right. But for for this year's Black History Month, we need to you know make space for Black voices, um, and we'll we'll be honoring that on everything but the little fishies today. Absolutely, absolutely. So with us today is uh, our good friend Rasan. Hello. I will be your Black voice for the evening. I apologize for any times I was not here to um, make sure that uh, the Black voice was heard. Well, we didn't really realize that we'd need you for the uh, Martin conversation. No, I realized you needed me for this conversation. For this conversation? Just for this one. Oh, well, this one was a no-brainer, sure. (laughs) You know, you got to have your bases covered, after all. That's right. That's right. Um, But yeah, that's what we're we're here to talk about. Get out, and sorry to bother you, to amazing Afro-surrealist masterpieces to come out in the past... What is it? Five years? Yeah, so Get Out was 2017. Sorry to bother you, it's 2018. That's right. Yeah, they're very close. Yeah. um, Yeah, which one do you guys want to start with? You want to start with Get Out? Let's start with Get Out. out. It's the the first one chronologically. Yeah, makes sense. For sure. Uh, I just rewatched it. Um, It was only the second time I've seen it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I saw both these during COVID. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. So you didn't see Get Out when it initially came out in theaters? No, I don't like going to theaters because when they purposely want my money. Whenever they're like, oh, there's a black film, go watch the black film, and I won't give them my money for that. I see. Interesting. Me neither. Me neither. If there's anything black involved, I, <laughs> I say no. <laughs> No, when I know that when I know I'm the target audience for something like like that is like I'm just not I just won't do it. So you didn't see Black Panther? I <laughs> I did see Black Panther only because I kind of tricked someone and take me out on a date. <laughs> because like I don't, I don't, I don't, he's not, he's not gonna listen to this. So anyways, this is what happened. So he had, like posted on Facebook like a white person to like buy a black person's ticket to see Black Panther and I was like that's fucking ridiculous but I wanted to put his mouth money where his mouth is and I was just like um you can take me nice <laughs> nice but then you sat through Black Panther and realized it was a bad idea it wasn't worth it all the why it was a bad idea because I tripped acid like that night before right. and I should have just slept but right. I did not want to ruin my date with like the <laughs> the punk guy who really had a, you know, a voice on Facebook. Mm. 
So mostly indifferent to Black Panther. It's a Marvel movie. Mm. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> That's true. It is a Marvel movie, and anyone trying to tell you differently is like, what? Anyone trying to tell like, no, me that no. it's a DC movie, I can definitely put them in their place. Well, I mean, Boots, Boots Riley wanted to say differently, and that he, I, I'm pretty sure he described it as a fascist police state film. Um. Ah, yeah. That makes sense. It is, right? <laughs> I just didn't like also that, like, we were teaching kids that, like, this is, like, fact. It was, like, schools took kids to, like, black schools took, like, them to the theaters and shit like that. It was, like, it's like, what are we doing? Like, all right, kids, we're all going to go see X-Men right now. Like, why? <laughs> like, instead of teaching you kids how to read, we're going to all go see this movie that has nothing to do with absolutely anything. Oh, yeah, man. I actually, I saw Black Panther with a bunch of elementary kid, school kids. But, like, why? It's just, like, why would it's it... super it's weird. Just, it's, like, I get why, but... This is, like, your generation's not, I Have a Dream seems speech. Like you're, you're really, like... It seems, I see what you're doing, but, it like, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't make any sense. It's, like, mm-hmm. these, we should uplift these kids and, like, you know, and make sure that they see the representation themselves. Okay, keep them in the math class so they can learn. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or 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 create a film class for them to learn about that art. Okay, you but can take them out to see uh, Get Out. You don't have to be. You don't have to go to theaters to see Get Out. That's just real life, right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, why don't you elaborate on that? Um, so yeah, this is your second time oh, seeing yeah. it. You said yeah, my second time seeing it. So I did like it better this time. Not like I didn't like it before. I just, I don't know. I guess it would, I saw it in, like, you know, this in modern eyes. Not like modern eyes. Like nothing, like, really changed in when it came out to now. But um, it wasn't like, I, it wasn't like, there wasn't so big hype around it. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to watch it just to watch this and, like, talk about it. Right, so right. It, so it wasn't, like, anything, like, it's like, what is this saying? Or anything. It wasn't, like, yeah. It wasn't. You know, there weren't all the interviews and yeah, the, the controversy like, surrounding it, and you can see it without all yeah. the tainted like lens of the media. I, I feel that. Like, I, I mean, when I first saw Get Out, like I loved it, um, and then like because I saw it right when it came out. Like I saw it pretty early on, before people were saying it was great. Like it was just kind of a horror movie coming. Um, and I was like really blown away by it. I was like, that was fucking incredible. I was shocked at how good that was. Um, and then sort of like as all the interviews and people started talking about it and it started becoming more culturally relevant, I just got, I was like, oh, fuck this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not so much fuck the movie. It's like, I still remember that I loved this movie or whatever, but like as a cultural thing, it's like, I've got such a like, you know, bad taste in my mouth that like, yeah, I, I saw it in theaters like the first week and I didn't watch it again until, you know, this past week. Um, and for the, in the same way, like it was like, yeah, this is the first time I kind of, well, I mean, no, it's kind of the second time. I, I, it's, I can finally get back to that original, you know, thing where it's untainted by the whole cultural conversation. Just because we've yeah, no, it's been long right. enough now. Yeah, you know, the, the the Trump era is over. The is it? You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> part one, right. part one's over at least. Part part one's over. We'll see. We'll see if the sequel ever comes out. You could have easily right there just said. 
Trump to Electric Boogaloo, but you didn't, and I'm very <laughs> upset with you. <laughs> Trump to Electric Boogaloo. That's I can do it. <laughs> yeah, Evan, you edited it, so he says. <laughs> <laughs> Trump to Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Somehow Trump is going to be able to run on the notion that his presidency, his second term, will be a return to normalcy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> After this insane, like, Biden shit. But, well, we'll but yeah, see. I mean, that was one of the big things, right? You were talking about when Get Out came out. It kind of comes out right under the wire, right? Like, this movie was clearly conceived of in a time when Obama was president. Right when we pretty much expected Hillary Clinton to win the next election. Exactly. Or at least some Democrat. And then Trump wins, and then a couple months later, this movie comes out. Right, right. And I think that part of the thing is that then everybody started talking about, like, oh, yeah. well, the country's so racist, and it's full of all of these people who are so racist that they would, like, secretly, like, harbor their racism and use it to vote for Trump and, like, try and revert, like, you know what sure. I mean? Um, and then people were trying to compare that to get out and be like, look at these people who pretend they're not racist, but really they're just these Trumpers and whatever who like, and that's what America is and all this stuff. It's like, no, nah, dude, that's, I don't think that's what the movie was doing at all in the first place. You know what I mean? I think it's just yeah, like when sure. the Trump thing happened and Jordan Peele got upset about the Trump thing, he, you know, started doing interviews about like, see how Trump shows us that movies like get out are so important and whatever. And it's like, that just really tainted me on the whole thing. You know, yeah. I mean, the the MAGA racism is a very different breed of racism than what Get Out um, explores. Right. I mean, would you agree, Rosan? Well, I think when it comes to like the MAGA racism and like this Get Out racism, which of course is like exaggerated. Um, that is, there's st- they like those like the family isn't racist. That's not the the what I'm getting out of it is like. Totally. They're there. These people are like are like what's in right now. This is what's like where I guess goes where America's going or what we're getting. What we're we're noticing a lot of things are coming from these people. Let's take that. Right. So that's that's the difference to what I'm I'm seeing. I mean, I feel like it's. I feel like it is racism in some ways, but oh, it's yeah. like a, a fetishization sort of yeah, racism. Yeah, 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 exactly. As opposed to like... A hateful racism. Yeah. Um, but that's when we're talking about like this movie coming out in the, you know, Hillary Trump like election or whatever, and we just kind of assumed that, you know, Hillary was winning and it was an Obama and then Hillary and whatever. Like, I feel like what this movie's talking about is definitely like the racism of the Hillary side, like, and the left mm. and stuff, as opposed to mm. what, like, it retroactively was pretended to be later on, which was about the racism of the supposed, or the supposed racism of the right. Um, well, yeah, because it was like, this is how black people can benefit us. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, I think specifically, like, there's, you know, the whole, I would have voted for Obama a third time if I could thing and everything. Like, it's like, these people are specifically, like, not the Trump people. Like, these mm-hmm. people are specifically, like, the Hillary people. Uh, and that's kind of the point. You know what I mean? And I think that's, it's weird that, like, nobody kind of talked about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, none of the conversations well, not in the weird. movie is definitely a reason why nobody <laughs> talks about that. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. But I think, but I think that a lot of that, like criticism of the Hillary and like specifically of Obama, um, 
thing in this movie, I think, is what it's doing that, like, makes it so interesting as opposed to just, like, a morality tale about, like, oh, how everybody's so evil and racist because, like, they're hiring their racist. Like, you know what I mean? I have a question. Did Obama smoke? Yeah. Is that why? They th- I think that's, that was one of the things that I was like, why is this in here? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> because, like, I like that. They're, I was like, they're he upset, to secretly smoke they're like upset, Obama. They're upset, they're upset that they're, he was, like, damning his body for someone they're going to take over. And that's why people are really upset about, like, Obama smoking. I remember that being a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, like, he's, yeah, nice, he's a Muslim and he smokes. So it was like, I was, <laughs> I was really like, why do they keep bringing this up? Yep, yep. No, that's interesting. I never, I never thought of the Obama connection there. Um, but that's totally there. I could totally see that. Also, just, like, the idea that his character is just, like, a black body that they're trying to put a white liberal mind into you know what i mean just kind of i think fits well, the obama well not just a, i would also the point that he's an as an artist and put another artist inside of that that artist yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah totally but it's a white artist yeah <laughs> and like using the black yeah. guy's skin to be more i mean in this case it's his eyes in this case it's like beyond yeah. that thing but like I, everybody else yeah. at the party is interested in him for his skin color and, mm-hmm. and stuff yeah um, well, black is in fashion, right? That's what he said. The one right, guy says, right. like, black is just what's cool, and that's. But there's also the the physicality side of it. I guess. I guess what's his name? Jim Hudson. That's like Stephen Root's character, the blind art dealer. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who kind of states at the end that, like, well, I mean, everyone has different reasons for wanting this. Some yeah. people just want to be cooler. Some people want to be faster and stronger and whatever it is. Some people want to fuck their wives all night. Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dean Armitage, that's the father. When he's giving uh, Chris the tour of the house, he shows him a picture of his dad running the Olympics or whatever, and he says that his dad was beaten by Jesse Owens yeah, in yeah. the qualifying round of the Berlin oh, Olympics yeah. in '36. And like, you know, Chris is like, oh, that's where Owens, you know, ran in front of hit one in front of Hitler or whatever. Yep, and like, yep. Dad making a point to be like, yeah, I mean, Hitler was up there with all those perfect Aryan race bullshit, and this black dude just comes along and proves him wrong in, in front of the entire world. Amazing, yep. you know. There's like this. There is. You're right. It's like it's, it's almost a fetishistic sex. love of his body. It's a fe- fetishistic love of this thing where it's like, ooh, like this guy thought he had the perfect genes in his race. for like, but then this guy comes along and proves him wrong that he's genetically superior. Right. Ooh, right. Sexy. Yeah. You know, like, and that like you can appreciate that for the same reason that he appreciated all those white things for fetishistic reasons. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just, yeah like, for sure. This, this beautiful body that's working. Like, I don't know, you know. Well, yeah, there there is sort of an objectifying nature to it. Um, exactly, I think that's probably why the deer imagery is really tied into all of it as well. Totally, totally. People as chattel, people as you know, people as chattel, people as trophies, exactly, and all this kind of stuff. Trophies for the the liberal elites. Yeah, exactly. Those doctors, those surgeons, those surgeons, <laughs> man. It was, it was COVID docs. I mean, the, the Dean Armitage is definitely a doctor who's like, he's a Frankenstein-y kind of doctor. He's like putting minds into other people's bodies. He's like a weird, you know, trans doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is transing them in a certain way. It's transracial, just like the uh, the thing in, um, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Transracial surgery. 
It's going to be hard to not bring up Atlanta a bunch. Like, really, yeah. Atlanta should be, like, the third thing that gets talked about in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Atlanta, but Atlanta's too much. Specifically with Get Out, though, like, there was, there was an episode in the first season of Atlanta that had, like, that whole... Um, what, what episode? Where was they it? stop in the middle of the road, like, where there's a boar in the middle of the road, and they, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, bas- basically get out and what is that episode? It's Juneteenth. Yeah, the Juneteenth episode. Oh, Juneteenth exactly. episode. With, with like yeah, the yeah, deer yeah. head like yeah, thing yeah, happening yeah. and yeah, yeah. And that like, that totally was this sort of um, um, Afro-surrealist horror thing that like preceded Get Out and like totally was the Get Out aesthetic before Get Out. And I think it did like a really, really good job of accomplishing like all the things that Get Out accomplishes. Um, but then Get Out kind of did it as a movie, you know what I mean? And it ended up being yeah, much yeah. more cinematic and really well done and whatever. Um, but then fucking season two of Atlanta goes ahead and does uh, Teddy Perkins. It just kind of yeah. like totally outdoes <laughs> the like horror Afro surrealism thing. Like again, like you know what I mean? It's like okay, okay, Get Out beat us, but like we're gonna beat them again. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Uh, oh, and that's also Whiteface too. Yeah, that one's Whiteface, whiteface. too. That's we're gonna get into this conversation. Yeah. A good rarity, dude. You don't see enough white face. Never see enough white face. <laughs> it's crazy. That's I, true. I literally did not yeah, know. There's it a was couple him. instances of white face in Atlanta. Dejabelle does white face for That's, his character, does, yeah. Chuck Taylor. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. One. I remember Dave Chappelle in white face. He would be the news. Was that the news anchor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Who else? But he kind of just looked ashy. Yeah. Who else did Whiteface? Not that many people who did Whiteface. Why are you trying to cancel them? Want to get a list of all the black actors who did Whiteface and start canceling them? Honestly, (laughs) like, it doesn't help. (laughs) Like, if we're we're, we're really going to, like, (laughs) start, like, fresh, let's just (laughs) knock out the two black geniuses, you know, like, who who did Whiteface. That's right. This just settle the score. If you got, if you guys want to take the L's on Kevin Spacey, <laughs> Kevin Spacey didn't do anything racial. Though. <laughs> I'm just saying we're going to cancel people. I'm, saying, I'm sorry. We need to cancel some black people too. You're right. In order to, I mean, in in the spirit of Black History Month, we need to <laughs> cancel some black people too. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Yes, yes. We got to be inclusive here with our exclusive. I mean, a lot of, I mean, a lot of black people have been canceled. Let's be real. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> that's, well, who, that's true. That's true. Africa Bambata. Who? <laughs> what? Africa Bambata. That was your first example. Yeah, that's, that? Obviously, that's the first one that comes to mind. Who? What? Aren't you our black correspondent, Rosan? You don't know who Africa Bambata is. Who I, I believe you're making someone up. So I'm trying to like clarify. <laughs> He's like he's like one of the early hip hop guys. He like he like came mm-hmm. up with like hip hop basically. Like oh, I, oh oh Africa, Africa Bambata. Oh yes. Okay. I was thought you. Were, I thought you was. I thought he you like apparently was like raping I, young boys. I, I for, thought you were making up a word. I do remember this name. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like apparently like I did not raping know underage. No. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. There's some shit. Oh my gosh. He got canceled. So, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. The the ones that would come to mind to me are obviously Michael Jackson. And Bill Cosby. Oh, obviously. I was Allegations are not convictions. R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What do you have to say about Cosby? On the record. 
<laughs> on the record. I did meet Bill Cosby once. I was four years old. I don't remember much. Of course not, because that's yeah. just <laughs> But I did meet Bill Cosby once at Temple. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I have to say about Bill Cosby. Not the biggest mm. fan of Jello either. But going back to Atlanta and his connection to <laughs> No, we should out. go back to the um, other movies you're supposed to talk about. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We're going to say about Atlanta. Well, no, I, found, I find that, like, I mean, I'm watching through Atlanta again. I find, like, one of the Atlanta's big themes is this idea of whiteness and what it is and how it's... What you were saying about how the family and Get Out's not actually racist. It's right, about right. something else. Yeah. That there's, like, a different kind of force that, like kind of has consumed white people that is now rubbing off on everybody else and that's the real danger. And I think like Atlanta deals with that and like talks about that concept of what whiteness really is and it's not yeah, it's not the color of your skin. It's why like I think even in Sorry to Bother You there's like a mention about like Italians aren't white and it's like how long have they been white? For the past sixty years or something. Yeah. You know? Right. Like right, whiteness right. is and I think that's something that's being explored in Get Out as well, that the idea of what whiteness is is um, not really about, like, not actually about genetics and skin color as much as, like a, like, a frame of mind and, like, how much capital you have and, I guess, this sort of spirit of fetish, fetishizing other cultures and assimilating them because you don't have any culture of your own and your culture is kind of just... Uh, the melting pot colonialist culture, right? Well, that's the episode when um with uh, Justin Bieber, he's played by a black yeah. kid, because like that's mm-hmm. like what he's basically just doing, embodying, embodying like a basically hip hop artist. He does do hip hop mm-hmm. tracks, but like making him black was probably the most ingenious thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life on television. <laughs> Totally. It says so much without literally yeah, doing it's, anything. It's an amazing choice. No, totally. <laughs> totally. It's not actually just like one of those annoying cho- like boardroom choices that Marvel movies make where it's just like, well, let's just make this character black because why not? Yeah, yeah. It's like making Justin Bieber black actually makes, makes sense. so it's much sense. Weird, like, it says yeah, <laughs> this weird meta way. Yeah. That also like is commenting on like appropriation and just the whole music culture and yeah. And like what Get Out is talking about the the thing of like wearing the black costume and being like fashionably black or whatever because that's what's in totally because um, if you think about it like what are they giving up by becoming black is like nothing like culturally yeah. or any like you know what I mean spiritually like you know what I mean they're just like all they're doing is changing their skin color you know what I mean as these rich people and they're going to continue living the lives the exact same way they did like um mm-hmm. like Lakeith in that movie is like. He's just an old white man, you know what I mean? <laughs> Who yeah, yeah, now yeah. has like a dick that works way better than it used to, <laughs> you know? And he can fuck <laughs> his wife all day long and she seems very happy. Um, but other than that, he's just like, you know, an old white man doing all the old white man things and investing in old white man stuff and, and like not helping people, not like being like, it has nothing to do with the black community, you know? It's just the fact that he has black skin. Um, and I think that that's part of like what this movie's commentary is on Obama as well. Like I kind of feel like that's the idea of like 
I mean, how many Chappelle show style sketches or whatever, SNL sketches or anything like that have there were there about just like the first black president, you know what I mean? And like how much like having a black <laughs> president would actually like change everything. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in a super sick, awesome way. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, it was always comically or whatever, but it's just like, I feel like back in the nineties or whatever, when we were envisioning a black president, like what were we envisioning? Like, I kind of feel like people were hoping for like, what if fucking Tupac got like a lot of power and like shit behind him? Wouldn't the world be a better place and shit? And like, that's the idea of that black president, like is something that's fucking awesome. Um, And I kind of feel like what Obama is, is like just a dude that like went to what Princeton, was it Princeton, Harvard or Stanford? I think it was Stanford. Um, He's just like, you know, like an Ivy league dude who's like, you know, I don't know. He's like indistinguishable, like, from the white establishment like left you know um but he just happens to be black and so like he has that (laughs) extra thing that makes him so trendy and blah 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 and whatever and i feel like the movie has some commentary on that especially coming out of the obama years i mean like part of the thing is like when this movie came out like that's when black lives matter was like starting you know what i mean the end of the obama years um, was when you had like yeah. the Trayvon Martin stuff, like all, all those early. Oh, Ferguson, Ferguson, man. Remember yeah, Ferguson. Shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and so the you know the idea that getting a black president in there didn't really change anything because it was just the skin color as opposed to like the cultural thing. Um, I think mm. it's significant because like we we do in in Get Out see like there's a cultural blackness that they're you know, <laughs> they're talking about. Like, there's a cultural blackness that uh, that Chris has, you know what I mean? That his buddy, uh, his, his airport buddy Rod uh, has as well, or whatever. That, like, he kind of he kind of puts aside, you know what I mean, when he's around these white people I, and stuff. I think I'm going to, I mean, he does, like, Chris clearly is black and, like, came from that place. But I would argue that when the movie Get Out begins, Chris is already being consumed by whiteness. Like, he has a white girlfriend, he is affording some kind of high-rise penthouse in New York City based on his photography. Right, you right. Know? Like, like, this guy is, like, has money. And if you think about what, um, if you think about the episode The Woods from Atlanta, where Paperboy gets all kind of fed up with um, that chick taking a photo of him and putting it on the gram or whatever, and he's like, he's like, I'm not into that fake shit. He's like, you, man, you have a song on the radio and you making money. You already fake. Right, right. You know. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think you're. I think you're right. I hadn't really thought about that, but he does. He has a great apartment. He is. He is kind of trying to embrace his, that whole lifestyle that this girl then does off embody artistic with artistic photography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he like knows about Jim Hudson. He knows about this white gallery owner and stuff. Like he's in already, even before he goes to this house or whatever. You know. Right, right. He's trying to play the system to a certain degree. Like, like his buddy, his buddy Rod is the one who's like working TSA. He's like working a job that's just as low level as uh, Earn is in season one of Atlanta when he's just like at the airport trying to sell like credit cards to people or whatever. Right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's like the bottom of the barrel, except Rod takes like a weird kind of pride in it. I guess that's like the way... 
I don't entirely work out have worked out like why Rob works for TSA or what, if that's important at all. But like I hate TSA, so like <laughs> right, right. it's kind of like it's kind of like a hard thing for me to like. I think that's what's so funny about like, it. I think he's just like it's, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. makes all of his jokes so funny. Like, yeah, I think he's yeah, great yeah, yeah. in this movie. By the way, he's like not in yeah, anything we else except for TSA. <laughs> we handle shit. They try to give him. They try to give him a show and it just did not work out. What show? They tried to give him a show. Yeah. Uh, did not work out. He was in like Free Guy, but that movie sucked. I tried I to do Free Guy again. Did not work out. Yeah. Yeah. What's this guy's name again? This wasn't. He has a weird name. What's his name again? Like uh, Dale Junior or something. Lil Ray Howery. Little yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Lil Lil Ray Howery. Or Lil Rel. <laughs> Lil Rel Howery. Lil Rel. Yeah. Lil Lil Rel. Lil Rel. Lil Rel, dude. Yeah, Little Real Howery. But yeah, I, I really like Little Real Howery too, and all like the Jeffrey Dahmer shit, and like, you know, talking about the fucking the heads and whatever. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when like, and and the and the sex slaves thing, like he's not really too far off with like the eyes wide shut sex slave. No, totally narrative. Totally, you know. Yeah, um, I think I mean eyes wide shut's one of the things that this movie is sort of you know nodding to or getting inspiration from. Well, and um, sorry to bother um, you, man. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. Way more explicitly. Um, yeah, much more so. And sorry to bother you. But. Um, but I like the scene where Rod goes to the cops and they don't believe him and yeah. stuff. You got, like, the the black cops who just, like, they're also consumed by whiteness, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. she's she's kind of like that. She sort of is that, like, sassy, like, flippant, like, black female character. But she has straight hair, you know? And that was, like, another thing that reminded me of, uh, like, a lot of the black women authority figures in Atlanta, mm-hmm. for instance. You know, like, there's a whole episode where um, where uh, Van, like, meets up with her old friend who's, like, really rich and dates, like, football players and whatever. Right, and her right. hair is super... Sh- her hair is super straight. Right. She's very white-looking, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the principal of the school who fires her also has straight hair. And it's, like, all these black women who have straightened hair, right. you know? right, right. Um, that's, that's the, like yeah, the cop that, too. That's the that's the girl who to, who tells Van you chose black, right? That's actually a different episode, but her hair's straight too. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There's not many. There's almost like no black girls in Atlanta that have fros. I mean, mm-hmm. there's the there's like the the Drake episode where they go to the the mansion where Drake doesn't turn out to be there. But, like, one of her friends has, like, you know, the frizzier hair, and she's, like, the one who's talking down on the white woman that's, like, dating the black guy. Okay, okay. Interesting. You know? So there's, like, there's definitely an aesthetic thing going on there where they're aesthetically highlighting which black women are more black and which are more white and whatever. But I think that was going on in Get Out as well with this this cop scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely see that. I have a question. Why was there one Asian guy? <laughs> You're right. The cop? No. There was, no, no, there was, he was one Asian guy. Oh, you're talking about at the party. At, 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 yeah, at the auction party. Yeah, yeah. What like, was his name? Hiroki Tanaka. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not racist, man. They're inclusive. They're so inclusive. They have one Asian that, That's friend. why he could ask him. Uh, he's the one who asks Chris ask the, the question, question about yeah. yeah, yeah, about the black experience or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, How is your experience in, the, in this country? 
Yeah, that, actually, that is true. He, only he could ask. Like, and they're like, ask him. Like, can you, can you ask? Can you, like, you can do it, right? Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. Ask. Well, then Chris passes it off to um, Lakeith. Yeah, yeah. To Andre Logan King is Lakeith's to, uh, name. To Andre Logan King. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I could, yeah. Uh, no, that's the that's the yeah. But is that how that his name Lakeith. when he turned into the grandpa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The other guy. Yeah, I think that's his name because it's three names, like Andre Logan King. Oh, okay. I think he has a name in the first scene. Yeah, I thought his name was Andre. Yeah, no, that's right, but they look him up. Maybe that's not, I don't know, whatever. His his name's Andre Hayworth. Andre Hayworth, okay. That's his original Andre Logan. Does the person keep their name? No, he becomes Andre Logan King. He started as Andre Hayworth. Interesting. Oh, that's because of white people not having their, not having last names. It's the X. Well, yeah, Chris, well, you know, Chris's last name is Washington, man. Yeah, it's Washington. Yep. But like, yeah, you know, like, like yeah, that's why we that's why my, my last name goes by X, and like we didn't really have a last name. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I go by X ever. Rasan X. Mm, I don't like it. Nah. I, I think, don't know. I mean, you could what? just try it for a couple of weeks, see if it grows on. I don't you. think it'll stick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was. I don't Take your pilgrimage, stick. find your Muslim name. I don't think right. it'll stick. <laughs> Everyone was like wearing red at the party. Is that like the uh, Republican color? <laughs> yeah, red is a Republican color. And so Chris actually, is blue. I mean, it is it is now, but it wasn't forever. It it is in in you know Get Out, and by the time that movie came out, but people should know that when you go and look at old movies, that's not the case. Um, yeah. Specifically, red used to mean communist. Uh, so yeah, it would code lefter. But it was like a lot of them were wearing like red. Ties. But the reason the reason that the red blue state thing started was actually during the um, Bush Gore election. It was like the first time that they had the um, the TV thing that they yeah. had um, like the live map of the things changing, and yeah. I think that was the first really? one they started making Republicans red states and. Yeah, it's like it's that recent. It's like That's pretty crazy. recent. I thought that was like that was like the first like election that I got like I was like, aware of what was going on. Yeah, yeah. So it seemed like that's like, this is how it always is. Yeah, no. That's crazy. Um and it might have yeah. it might have been it might have been Clinton <sighs> Bush or something. Like it might have oh. been but, but like it's still like it's pretty, pretty recent. recent. Okay. So like if you look at a movie from the eighties, like it's Reagan is not red. <laughs> like that's not red is fucking the commies and stuff. Like Yeah. Yeah. It's not for sure. Yeah, the red blue thing is yeah. A the totally red and blue combination is also very religious, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's also like been used in every movie and stuff. Like it's, you know, it's just two. It's a binary opposite thing. Like even though it's not, it's a part of a trinary. But whatever. Well, he, like Chris was wearing these boots that are like the laces are known for being red, and they were replaced by blue ones. Interesting. Yeah, uh, okay. I was like these like shoes. These laces always are red, and it was like it was like distracting that they were blue. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Rose is wearing blue the entire beginning of the movie, but during the party scene, she switches into a red and white striped shirt. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And so it's red, white, and blue at that point, but then she, like, segues into complete red once it's revealed that she's also in on it and whatever. Right, right. Interesting. Or maybe white, white, like, all white, all all red. Yeah. 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 Interesting, but yeah, there, there's some there's some color theory shit going on for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got uh, that now. color nice. theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know what I'm saying. 
No, yeah, the, um, I mean, the other thing when you're talking about color theory and just sort of like how well crafted this movie is, I think that's kind of like part of what makes this so great. Like, I think part of it's like this movie is kind of a simple idea that's just like executed so well that it makes it like a lot of oh, fun totally. to watch. Um, and it moves totally. really fast and it doesn't like, it, there's no, there's no real dragging, you know, it's, it's always there's kind of fun. There's nothing superfluous. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all. there's no yeah. extra meat on the, it's really, yeah. it's really it's concise. Very, very and I think that especially for a first movie from a director, it's like, it's suspiciously concise, I would say. Uh, yeah. because basically like there's a Blumhouse picture, um, and Jason Blum, I'm pretty sure his name's Jason, right? Jason Blum sounds right. All right. Yeah. Well, Jason Blum. Jason Blum. Uh, Jason Blum, the guy who owns <laughs> Blumhouse. Um, like, I, he was on Brady St. Ellis a long time ago, the Brady St. Ellis podcast and stuff. Like, he, he sounds like a guy who's pretty, like, he's, he's pumping out a lot of shit. Um, and he's pretty creatively, I mean, not really creatively, but he's pretty involved in those projects. You know what I mean? Um, or at least he was around this time. And, it feels to me watching get out that like this is something that like this producer definitely knew like all of the buttons to tick, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. how to make this thing work. Or it's like, we need this type of, th- this type of thing has to happen at this point. It needs to go this way and it needs to be this type of formula stuff. And then we can bring our special thing to it, but it still needs to like work in all of these sort of craft ways, genre ways, you know? And I feel like, the reason that those work so well in those genre ways are like the same reasons that like all of the crappy Blumhouse movies still kind of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, if you're watching, I don't know, what, what were some of his movies? Like, uh, the gift or something like some, like, I don't know. Just some of these movies are just like so generic that they're not really that interesting, but then like, it's just so well crafted that you kind of are on the edge of your seat just because he knows how to use the thing. And I think that that really is like a big part of what makes get out so good is like just that craft is there. Um, but I don't really know that Jordan Peele like left completely to his own devices with no, you know, producer intervention or whatever would have made such a brilliant, you know, well-crafted piece. I think that specifically, like I haven't seen us yet. You said you just did, but I have seen Nope. Um, yeah. And I think that while that movie is super interesting, it is a fucking, it, it could use a Jason Blum. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could use somebody telling yeah, him, yeah, yo, yeah. this movie needs to work though. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, this is all very interesting, but uh, like, could it still work? Um, and yeah, I, I feel I, like that might've been what Get Out like, was. The whole like childhood star and the, the monkey could have been shaved off well it's just the whole movie was kind of about that stuff but not real like i yeah. don't know <laughs> like, everything could have been shaved off but nope because was nothing was fun. yeah but nope was a blast it was a blast i saw it in 4d it's uh really? it's oh, it's yeah. a much more fun movie than us like yeah did you see us for some no my roommates were watching us that day i see. Well, how no, was i'm it? the only one who's seen us all right we guess we can't discuss us then. no discuss it how was i it? was like just give us a <laughs> Us is like definitely another movie that feels like a mess, right? Of ideas, right? That aren't really well tied together. Us ends up being us is a lot like Get Out in the sense that a sort of mystery is unraveling, it has mm-hmm. a very similar structure in that way, but on a scene by scene basis, it's just not as fun or funny because you're always just kind of like, what, what, 
like what's uh, going on or, yeah you know it's just kind of so like as we're, as we're you're just waiting and just you're like just waiting questions. for the other shoe to drop and for it to explain itself and you're like is this going to be a metaphor does this mean something is it just a bunch of bullshit right right um and like There's and then like at a certain point at a certain point you're like actually it doesn't matter if this explains anything or it doesn't it's not going to be satisfying either way right it's like already <laughs> kind of gone too far yeah yeah that kind of vibe yeah. Like Nope was a much better movie just because like it's still incredibly fun to watch on a scene by scene basis. Mm-hmm. Just um but get but us is really littered with very weird like stilted performances and just all kinds of like choices that just don't really gel or make a lot of sense. It ends up being really unintentionally funny and goofy too. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot of tonal control, and you're like, am I supposed to be laughing at this, or am I supposed to be scared? I don't really right. understand what this movie is doing. And that's the thing that I think Get Out does really, really well is like it, it like yeah, the craft yeah, of yeah. like tonal control is totally there. Even like when it's, it's kind of like flirting with like comedy and horror and whatever in a way that like it really flirts nicely, it dances that line beautifully, um, mm-hmm. kind of the whole time. Where like they're a lot of these moments are like really iconic moments that like mean a lot, you know what I mean? But they don't really, I don't know, but they also are funny. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They don't take themselves so seriously that, that like you can't laugh at it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, well, like, part... I, I was going to say, I don't know about you, Rasad or whatever. I want I don't want to speak as a black man, but like <laughs> one of, one of the moments that I found uh, really iconic and like amazing is the moment when, he finds the pictures of all our old boyfriends. I was just gonna say that that was the best. Actually, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, I like, think is the thing. Seeing this movie her does. with like all those different black guys, it's just like because it does look some some look odd and forced. And it's just like weird, cringy Facebook posts. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's actually a perfect example. But I think that's I think that's something that like totally is something that like comes from a like. Afro surrealist black paranoia sort of or black experience of life thing where it's like what is this what type of horror is this like what is it that's something that I couldn't like as a white person like I wouldn't have imagined but like the horror of him discovering like all of her black ex-boyfriends when he thought that he was the only like that it was just like oh it's about who I am. I'm yeah. just like this guy and she loves me and I'm black and that doesn't have anything to do with it. When it's I like, know. oh, wait, it has nothing to do with what I, who I am. It has everything to do with <laughs> just that I'm yeah, black. Yeah. It's like, and that being like crushing, like actually is like really kind of amazing because I feel like that is something that I'm sure there are black men and women and whatever who have discovered that before and like being fetishized in that way and discovering yeah. that in a way that like yeah, in this totally. movie is yeah, like yeah. it's so over the top and like doing these cartoony things but in that moment there's nothing like that exists in the real world just like discovering this girl with all these pictures of black ex-boyfriends like there's nothing outrageous about that but it is like so world shattering that it becomes surreal and like kind of hilarious but also kind of scary and like but also very, kind of very depressing real. very very real very very real yeah yeah yeah. but like no, yeah, yeah i mean that that's like that's what works about a lot of it it, it is weird to be fe- fetishized but it's also like hot yeah it's also hot <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's just like because it is because like it is just weird because like like I'm my own porn category, 
You you know that like you like, you're like you're looking for, like you had to like look for black porn instead of being instead of like typing go to normal porn and then it's just like porn but it's it's all just white porn but he's like nah I'm looking for the niggas <laughs> and you like really got you really you got really got to go in the search bar. Do you, do you hard end in the search bar when you're? No, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a. I don't think they allow hard, that. Hard I R. Sorry. I don't think they allow that anymore. Oh, okay. But like <laughs> hard and much box. Hard R. Hard R. <laughs> but like you know, you know, you have to go like you have to go on like Ebony or like or it's like Ebony BBCs, yeah. and it's just like it's it is kind of odd place to be and then when you, like, you never hear ebony in any other context other than porn do you <laughs> you never been have you ever been like in an office environment and been, like referred to as like oh there's an ebony woman over there like, check out this ebony guy walking in the door <laughs> yeah it's, it's yeah it's, it's a, that is a specific that yeah. th- that's a missed opportunity for get out actually is the fetishization of the word ebony itself is enough yeah, they're like, oh, you're Ebony. Yeah. Yeah, this is too much. You on the nose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really too on the nose. Only yeah. the yeah. thing that yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Was there any like Ebony wood? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that entire like game room was made out of Ebony. Perhaps, probably, perhaps. He definitely pulled cotton out of the chair. Yep. Oh shit! Fuck yep. yeah! And that picking cotton skill came back to help him in the end. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. Awesome. <laughs> that picking cotton skill. But yeah, I didn't realize that. He was picking cotton out of the cotton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I thought of it as like, you know, like it was like hunting game and he was in the game room. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. has like the deer head. That's part of it, too. For and sure. like, Definitely. he was like, I like each time I see a deer, is like, that's dead. And it's like, that's just one more out of there. It's like, fuck, dude. Well, that, that I that think was, is like yeah. such that a was, coded that racist. Was, that was the most like racist part. Yeah. When he's talking about the deer population? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. That shit's like, like, what did you I'm say? sorry. Like, when you, you know hit one, I say, I say that's one, I say, one fewer deer. Like, one, one yeah, more yeah, to go. Yeah, one down, a couple hundred thousand to go. Yeah. I don't mean to get on my high horse, but I'm telling you, I do not like the deer. I'm <laughs> sick of it. They're taking over. They're yeah. like rats. Yeah. They're destroying the ecosystem. I see a dead deer on the side of the road, and I think... That's a start. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And like, if you just change the word "deer" to the N word, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know. The, the that's what I mean. That was like, said that. That's that's one of those moments that works. Like the black, um, like the finding the the pictures of all the X's. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally, totally. Like, like, like all these moments that are kind. Of, even him just being like, "Did you tell your parents that I'm black?" Right. Like all these moments. That's why. Like, even though you don't know the final reveal that like they're literally trying to put like a white person inside of his body and whatever and keep him in the sunken place that all these moments and these like micro racism things they become are, these iconic depictions of that concept like yeah, of micro yeah, racism sure. really. and that makes it cringy and fun and hilarious and it's like like it's yeah, incredible yeah, cringy so funny movie. yeah 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 I would have voted for Obama a third time if I could. And he's also repeating what, like, she already told him. And there's that weird tonal difference yeah, between they, they, her being, like... Yeah, a script that they have. Yeah, yeah. So like, my dad would have voted for Obama a third time if he could have. The love is real. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, like, did, like, here's a question. Like, I, like, I, 
I know your family decently, both of your family, but do you did you guys see your parents or your like parents in there or like any like aunts or uncles in the, those characters? Um, and like not like I in think, the in the bad way, and I'm not saying like, but are they like? I think uh, I think that people become do they more act different when black people are around them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You that's think so? Question. I feel like that's like putting on your Robin DiMello cap on or whatever. You're uh, you're like, is everybody just like inherently racist and they have to deal with their like white guilts and all that? <laughs> like maybe, maybe at some point in the '90s, like when I was at a family party, my mostly conservative like father's side of my family said some inappropriate shit at one time or another but i was too young to like know the difference probably yeah yeah but i also like i feel like people with the best intentions would also like bring up like black things to black people or something like you know what i mean or assume Mm -hmm. like that like i don't know you know what i mean make just like like yeah put the trying no 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 not saying something offensive like saying something that's kind of like like, um, I'm just trying to be, show you that I'm cool or something like yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In a way it's like a little like, Oh, well, why did you have to bring that one up? Like, yeah, just because I'm, no. I can tell you something <laughs> that I did recently. Nice. Nice. That Like I felt weird. That I felt I hope weird it's really racist. Was, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. It's really racist. Get ready. So <laughs> I went to a lynching. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was hanging out with a <laughs> lynching. <laughs> Not funny lunchbox. That's really inappropriate. But I went to this. I went to help out some friends. I have a friend. I have a bunch of friends who are in this band, and they're um, they were like preparing for a music video or whatever. And I was just there to help them out. And uh, it was really like low key and relaxed. So like they were making costumes or whatever. And their their drummer is a black a black man. Um, a black black man. Man. You gotta edit that. Is the black. <laughs> a black <laughs> I love that she called him a blackman. I think that's. I think that's he's a, a blackman. <laughs> my my boyfriend is my. He's a blackman. <laughs> he's a blackman. Yeah. But no. So there's a better than saying there, and, um, and uh, for some reason we for some reason we got on the topic of Mel Brooks movies. Okay. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's, whenever I talk to a black guy and we both in the Mel Brooks movie, I'm like, you, I get you, you get me too. You raise all my people, yeah. Like, you got some Jewish friends, I got Jewish friends. <laughs> like, we were like, we, we were like on that level, and that's fun. All right, continue. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But somehow we got on that topic, and I was just, I was like, I was literally just, I wasn't thinking, like socially like that there was a black man in the room and whatever and like i it's like the first time i really like realized oh maybe uh these jokes in this mel brooks movie are not as funny as i thought they were but we were like riffing on like which mel brooks movies we liked and stuff and nobody really wanted to bring up blazing saddles (laughs) so we did so so we we did it but it was kind of like yeah blazing saddles and people were like yeah yeah blazing saddles like and then everybody and like, everybody subtly looked over at him and pretended that they didn't yeah like, is he gonna, was, okay so no, i was like not- okay so we'll talk about space balls like space balls is really good right and i was like remember that really hilarious joke when they're all combing the desert <laughs> 
Like it's when they're, when they're combing the desert and like it like pans over to the two black guys yeah. combing the desert with like the pick. We ain't find shit. Like the Afro pick. We ain't find shit. And I right. and I actually I like I like full ham mimicked the scene. The black or voice and like performed is what you did? it. Yeah, and I was like, we ain't found shit. And I went and did that, and I was like expecting us to all like enjoy and like the the remembrance <laughs> no, of that, this funny. That joke. is the funny part. Like having if you no, just- it, it it is. The thing is, like, I would argue it is funny, and it's not like actually racist or whatever. But I don't know. But what happened? What happened at the party? Did it yeah, just die? It did not go over well. It it was um people like kind of laughed, but they all very like uncomfortably fizzled out, and like the black guy was not laughing and he gave me this like weird side eye <laughs> yeah so i had to just like no shut you can't up just do like, black yeah. voice uh, yeah i was gonna always just do black voice <laughs> no it's true I, but like, that's like the funny done. part of like the part is the the voice and the cone yeah man exactly and, like it's a uh, the funny is this, it is also funny to rewatch Star Wars and they actually are doing that to do that. It was like, remember that part? <laughs> oh, but I sorry. think that's the sort of unintentional thing that, like, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I've found a lot of like black humor to be funny and not all of it's been written by a black person, but I don't know. I feel like if Dave Chappelle did that joke from Spaceballs, it would land, you know, it wouldn't be racist. It would just be like this acknowledgement of a funny difference between black and white culture and whatever. And um, But when you do it, it's racist. When Mel Brooks does. Yeah, when Mel Brooks, when Mel, when Mel Brooks does it, a, a Jewish guy, it's a little it's, bit more. It's not racist because, because it is a Jewish guy. What? Oh, blacks and Jews are like this, you. What, like, like master slave? <laughs> No, they can't uh, see what you're doing with your hands. You yeah, like yeah, this? yeah. Like, well, the black people know what I'm talking about when I say like this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, so. I, mean, I don't, I don't speak the ebonics. That's why ebonics. Steven Spielberg directed the color purple, right? <laughs> exactly. But like, you know, yeah, yeah. Like black people and Jewish people love each other. Like, like, just like, just like you know, like, you know, black people and Italians get along too because they weren't white until like six years ago. Like, it's an unspoken yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay, okay, I believe it. I mean, they're both persecuted at one point. Listen, you don't have to believe it. You just need to make room for black voices. It's Black History Month, at least. Just for one month. Make room for your black voice. (laughs) That's what you told them. You need to make room for my voice. (laughs) Well, how are you guys feeling about um, moving on to Sorry to Bother You? You got some more notes or things you want to say on uh, Get Out? Oh, there's that weird handkerchief part. which is crazy. What handkerchief part? Yeah. So, like, because everyone's, everyone's wearing red at that party. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he said, oh, it's finally a brother I can talk to. And it's like, it's just, it's just you and me here. And it's Lakeith. And the, yeah, it's Lakeith. He's like, and he's like, he, I think he's also wearing some kind of blue, but not a whole bunch. He's like, or something. I think he is wearing blue, like, in his hat. And then, like, I think the only part of the hat is the handkerchief part that's blue. And then, like, his, like, the guy's wife that he's, the body he's inside of. Um, comes up to him and hands him like a red neck and he tucks it into his pocket like a handkerchief. Hmm. But she just comes like, here you go. And it's like, he's like, oh, thank you. And just tucks it away. Interesting. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm on their team. Weird. Weird. What's going that on? That is weird. Nice, nice catch on that detail. Those colors, man. That's cool. 
I, I, I definitely I gotta pay attention to the colors next time I watch this movie. I always teach you about the colors, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. Color theory. It's all about it's color. Also, I mean, just so you know, always if you're if you're watching Dawson's Creek, it's always girls in red, boys in blue. Rasan taught me the that. whole time. The whole time. Never noticed. You guys got any thought on Chris's shit with his mother and how he like you know failed to call anyone while she was dying on the side of the road from a hit and run? <sighs> I guess. I guess that connects to the deer as well. Yeah. Definitely. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And it's also why he has to go back and get the old lady in the end or whatever. But yeah. That's, that one's obvious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then they also he walks away from a, you know, his girlfriend, a, like a dying alone on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He finally learns to walk away. I love the performances by those characters. The help. Oh yeah, oh, like yes. the oh, the yeah, people, yeah, yeah. like the white people trapped in the black people's bodies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're like they're smiling, like but smiling. like their eyes are crying or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like Keith Stanfield too. Like they all just pull off that that thing so well, where you're smiling but you're crying in your eyes or yeah, whatever. They're like there's like job. yeah, they're really unnerving. What also made me think about when like when that happened is that like. This is still kind of a new procedure, right? I don't right. think it, I don't think it's just been the two, well, or the three, but I, I think it's still like they're still those, figuring it out. They're still figuring it out. I think they do they do that auction enough, right? That like oh we oh people come back and everything, but like it's still like not perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they have Which to leave great. a certain amount of brainstem in there to control the body, and yeah. so that part of them is still. Mm-hmm black or whatever but. yeah yeah. i mean i really like the idea of the sunken place just being a metaphor for being a black person who doesn't get to like have a be voice black right have a voice yeah right like you are stuck in this white mindset this white body you have to put on your white voice you have to like constantly reduce yourself to fit into this environment that doesn't you know that like accepts you but in this really weird fetishistic way right Oh my! All right, my other my other thing about Get Out was the alternate ending. Have you have you both seen the alternate ending? No, but oh, I did wait yeah, till the end to yeah, see if there was right. anything going on, but there wasn't. So yeah, yeah. There there's an alternate ending in the movie where basically he's out there choking her, um, and the cop car pulls up, and it's actually the cops, and he like yeah. gets arrested and goes to jail and is sad in jail, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> The last scene is like Rod, the Rod calling him from the other side of the glass or whatever. Right, right. Mm. Which would have been um, shitty, and it's dude. Kind of, it really leaves you <laughs> with a bad taste in your mouth. It ends up being like very self-serious and about like, you know, yeah. all like the yeah police brutality. Know. Yeah, police yeah. brutality, and it was that time, and it was during Black Lives Matter and everything, and it was very like so on the nose and so feel bad. That like I think the actual ending of just kind of like this total Deus Ex Machina like situation where she just like shows up and is like it's all good let's leave like see you later <laughs> like <it's, laughs> it doesn't like have to actually it's like so I don't believe better, that dude. that's that that works like I don't believe that he doesn't get arrested and get like that in any reality that that would be but like in the movie's reality it's perfect you know what I mean it's just like well, they get yeah. to leave and then it's over and it's the great ending and it's hilarious well he's not he's nobody not knows he was there. He's not from there. Uh, I know they did it on purpose because when she prevented him from seeing his ID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely the one. But she, but he did see his ID. In the no, end. he didn't show the uh, the cop the ID. 
You didn't? No. You're right, okay. dude. Yeah, I never thought that. about that. She just did not want the cops yeah, to see exactly. any track of him. Exactly. Like, yeah. A thing, so he wouldn't have had, like, oh, this person's missing. So the cop would know. There would be, like, no. Well, yeah, I saw this person there. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, like, she didn't also, like, also, like, we know that only one person knows where Chris is. Right. Yeah. And that in the end, she's going to try and seduce him next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He's like, he's like, ah, fuck, she's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. This what was really the good. reason for the Fruit Loops? Oh, dude, I was so attacked by that the because I've actually milk. done that. You felt attacked by Fruit Loops? I felt really attacked because, like, I've done that thing where I put dry cereal in my mouth and then drink a cup of milk but do you do it <laughs> delicately one cheerio at a time i only, I, I only eat dry oh, yeah cereal. absolutely like milk, absolutely so. absolutely one of the that's time. the way that is the whitest the way shit i've ever heard perfect of. bite of cereal every time <laughs> all right all right well, that's but i remember i remember when i when i saw get out in theaters like it was like in maniunk uh well this uh whatever for you people don't know maniunk it's a borough in philadelphia but there was like also people don't know maniunk theater is a black theater it's a black theater and like i saw get out with an entirely black theater and it was just like a raucous loud experience where everyone was yelling at the screen and it was hilarious and fun that's part of the reason why i never returned to the movie for many years because i was just kind of like i don't know if it was actually a good movie or this experience of watching it with all these black people was just so great Um, (laughs) i'm glad you like it (laughs) but like they but like they were all cringing at like the fruit loops milk drinking there was this like it's insane there was this like really really visceral reaction from the audience during that scene that was like i just got i like shrunk into my chair and felt like really attacked (laughs) That's weird. I was like, dude, I'm so yeah, white. Yeah, I, I eat dry cereal all the time. I don't, I don't put milk in my cereal. I don't like. Yeah, milk. but you, you I don't understand. Handful. But like, why was it Fruit Loops? Like, why Fruit Loops? I don't know why. It's why was she like? Yeah, why like? Why not? Count chocolate if you're gonna. They, <laughs> if you yeah. want to eat some black. frosted mini wheats. <laughs> yeah, frosted flakes. Yeah, Tony the Tiger is black. If we're going to actually. Yeah, Tony the Tiger is black. Tony the Tiger is black. <laughs> but I always felt he was black. I, I just always felt so Tony was black. Oh my god! Like an, he's just, just like an ex football player who still needs money, so he just does like it's like it's like the sweet weedies. You know? Yep, yep. And there was like always a black guy in the front co- the front of the weedies exactly. box, right? Exactly. At least for well, I mean, always this is an athlete, but like just, but like no, mostly black guys. <laughs> Because that's who athletes are. <laughs> that's who athletes are. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Y'all no, they always no, no. Them, they right? always do. It's, it's not. It's not always a. Uh, it could also be an Olympic Olympian, as well. It could also be an Olympian. That's true. What Olympians are generally are all white. Also, yes. 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 Unless you're doing like that. I don't know. I mean, maybe the Winter Olympics. Nice. <laughs> All right, boys. I, I don't know. Should we uh, take a short break and then get into Sorry to Bother You? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. After this. Mm-hmm. 
What's the deal with saying the N-word on podcasts? Rasan, you said the N-word. Because you're black, it's okay that we yes. keep it? Yes, 100%. Because I said it. Is that actually true, though? 100% like, Is there like, an algorithm that like that seeks and destroys no, it's one content that has the N-word? No. But like, no one ever says it's not the, the same. It's not the s- I feel like Well, because you don't listen to podcasts <laughs> with black people in it, and that's another problem. <laughs> oh. Like, if you were more progressive, you would hear the N-word a lot more. <laughs> it's like on either side. Or, or if you were side. not progressive whatsoever, <laughs> you'd hear it a lot more. <laughs> either side of the scale. I mean, Rasan's like, actually not wrong. Now that I'm racking my brain, I don't think I listen to any podcast with black voices. So Neither do my I. Bad. That's, February is going to be your month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have more to some, do, sir. <laughs> You Do you have some, any uh, black podcast you'd like to recommend to me or oh, something? You, you jerk. Rasan doesn't listen to black podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> I'm not trying to do anything. It was, it was very earnest. <laughs> like I really wanted to know. <laughs> no, there's not. And don't look at my Spotify wrapped either. <laughs> <laughs> not Sorry. enough black voices on your Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to a lot of Spice Girls. There's a little bit of it. Yeah, one. It's scary. Oh, man. Scary voices. Scary voices. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we... okay. I guess um, yes. we're back. And... Leave in my slurs, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm keeping all your slurs in, man. They're yours. I will not be censored. <laughs> you will not. You will not be. Yeah, not be um, silence, <laughs> and the revolution would not be televised; it'd be podcasted. <laughs> well, speaking of revolutions, sorry to bother you. Uh, how'd you guys feel about this one returning to it? Also, second time I watched this movie as well. Yeah, me too. Uh, played a lot better for me the Same. second time around. Yeah, yeah. Now that you kind of knew that the twist was coming, yeah, you- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that twist really fucked me up the first time, man. Yeah, same too. It's it like I loved it, but it's also like, oh gosh. I but, was like, that's kind of incredible, but also I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the but, you know, it feels like it becomes a different movie. I feel like that's the the main criticism of the movie is that. It becomes a different movie at that point. And I don't know that it really does. Yeah, like, I think like when you at kind first of, watch it, yes. Yeah. But I, but no. It's, totally it's kind of cartoon to begin with. It, it, like, it crosses some kind of threshold. It crosses some kind of line that you didn't realize was there. Right. But the point well, is, it already crossed it with the white voice. And before that, it already yes, crossed it with like yeah. her artwork and... Like it, it already crosses it enough times that I feel like it sets it up in a it's way that believable. at least by the second time you watch it, yeah, like it really works. Um, yeah, but is it like, the second time it works? But I think every single time a black movie does that, it's all always a uh, reference to do the right thing. It's always like hmm. you mean the the end revolutionary like chaos sort of situation. Yeah. Yes. I can sure. definitely see that. that I think sense. that I think that the structure definitely, you know, mimics chill. That. Nah, it's like nah. Do the right thing is chill. do the right thing is way more like of a hangout movie, but yeah, agreed. Yeah, 
But like when I think when everything hits the fan and like at the end of like black movies, I always think like this is like a do the right thing, like a homage. Mm-hmm. Or I guess every kind there's some kind of black movie is always a revolution. <laughs> Not all of them, but like you know when it's when it's kind of like speaking about like all these things is eventually like revolution part. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's an inevitable part of the black story if you're trying yeah. to really really get into it so great name for the character cash is money no cash is green cash is green cash is green great name for a character cash is cash is green uh that's That's the first thing i wrote that was super dope totally well i think i think part of it is like this this movie what we're talking about is a black movie or whatever like it's very much a movie that's talking about like like class, you yeah. know what I mean, and like economics and whatnot, and capitalism and communism and or socialism, and I think that yeah, like having the main guy be Cassius, like very much, or Cash is green, like uh, ties into that sort of you know Marxist um, sort of take on the movie, where it's less about sort of the racial dynamics and more about sort of the the socioeconomic uh, situation of the characters. Well, I'd also like to, well, Nate, he says his name in the beginning. He's like, we're just going to really put this in your face. Yeah. Like, it's no, it's no so subtlety. Cash, cash. Yeah. Um, also, um, what, what the movie says to do in the beginning and what it doesn't do at the end is stick to the script, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> No, totally, totally. Just as a movie itself, like right, yeah. just like thinking. He's, like, he's already telling he's not going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and I think that that's that's part of the thing is like that sets yeah. up this ending the to whole, not yeah, be the whole like ending. out of nowhere, but actually be like totally set up in these in all of the structure of the whole movie, um, where yeah, it feels like it comes out of nowhere, or whatever. But like that's because it's not sticking to the script. I like that. I totally like that. That's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, like um. My my thing was like watching like a lot of this movie. I I kind of feel like it's it's very like critical of its characters. Like it, it's it's um like the idea of calling him Cash or whatever. Like is like he's a guy who like like you were talking about in the last in the last segment. Just like the idea of whiteness or whatever. Um, and he's trying to obtain this same. I mean, you were referring to it as whiteness, but this sort of you know material. Um, I don't know, just like this sort of capitalist um, idea of success, you know what I mean? And status and comfort and, I don't know, even even like um, luxury and that sort of stuff. But those are really his yeah. motivations. And I think that like when we look at the motivations of all the characters, like none of them are really pure, you know what I mean? All of these people, I think, are kind of the movie is very critical of. Um, even the people that we love, you know what I mean? Like Cash, like his, it's in his name is this seeking of this sort of material wealth and status thing. That is what gets him into kind of all this trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think that's like, that's expressed in, in the other characters too. Like, um, you know, Tessa Thompson in this movie, I think is a character that, you know, if, if you listen to... Um, um, interviews with Boots Riley, like he talks about that, you know, Tessa Thompson, Detroit in this movie is kind of like the closest to him. Um, there's this person who's trying to sort of 
create revolutionary art and that sort of thing. And there's this sort of in, inherent sort of conflict going on within her about that. Um, but I also think that this movie is very critical of her. Like as much as it's like he's empathizing with her character or whatever and thinks mm-hmm. that she's like him. Like I think it's also like this is somebody who makes fucking ridiculous art. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's oh, not, yeah, yeah. it's not good. I mean, that like performance is so insane. Would you agree, Razan? Do you think her art is like ridiculous and shitty? Cause I think that's part of it. Oh, I think it's over the top. And I think that's the point. And a lot of like the artists who are mostly Afrocentric artists are, have like this over the top, thing but i think they all what they always do is they always romanticize the continent of africa which is which is like which is understandable because some consider the motherland and everything and it's also this um thing that we have a connection to that we don't much have a connection to because like we like how many people who like are who paint africa and talk about it have ever even been there and like yeah but i think i think i think also like her art is like it's she's reading what she's reading a scene out of out of um is it roots the or is it the color dragon. purple what the, the last, last dragon. dragon oh okay okay and um, in the end eddie <laughs> and like they're just like pelting her with blood and bullets and stuff or whatever and like it seems to be this whole like it really reminds me of uh, you remember what was that movie um the great beauty um, there's that scene mm-hmm. with the feminist artist who's like, what is she doing? She's like slamming her head against a wall or something like, or like covering herself in blood or something doing, doing, there's some sort of like feminist thing that she's like sm- smearing puberty blood on or, or, puberty blood. Wrong. She's doing menstrual blood all over something, or she's like slamming her head against the wall as like a protest against the patriarchy and about feminism, whatever. And like, dude kind of goes up to her afterwards. He's like, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> like, you don't, like, yeah, I get what you're doing, but it's so fucking on the nose that there's like nothing there to connect to or anything. Like, I kind of feel like her art is that, where it's like, I'm so important. I've got so much to say about this thing. And like, pelt me with bullets and cover me in blood while I do this and my suffering will be it's just like that's not really that's not changing anybody's fucking mind <laughs> like, you know what I mean you're just performing for people who want to see that type of thing like they don't care about art like at all they just care about this movement or this thing or this aesthetic um, well there's no there's no difference between her performance and the popular TV show that everyone watches right. in this universe Right, right. Which is just what? people getting the shit kicked out of them. Oh yeah, yeah just people just exactly. getting the shit kicked out of them. It's it's yeah. a it's a different form of just like violence out of, out of yeah yeah, totally. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a mirror, um, and it's just as bad. I think, um, mm-hmm. just as base, just as basic and like faint, like and pointless, you know. Um, but it's dressed up in this sort of liberal, sort of important, self-important, you know, thing. And I think the movie's very critical of her for that. And this is another one of these that I, mm-hmm. I you know, we talked a little bit last episode about. I went to community college during uh, COVID. And this is another one that, like, I had a class full of kids that, like, posted stuff. And, like, nobody thought that there was anything weird about her art. Like, everybody's just kind of like, no, she's a great artist and that's what her character is. And I was just kind of like, I thought that the point was that she's just doing this social justice thing and there's no art to it. 
And it's kind of like the same with her fashion, right? Like her her like earrings and stuff are just like the most gaudy, over the top, like in your face things that just say like cut the dicks off or whatever. Like it's just like the most like bullshit, like crazy <laughs> murder, feminist. murder, murder, kill, kill, kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and like those are cool, but like in a in a over the top fashiony way that's like so. Yeah, I don't know. Like in it's your tacky. face and t- yeah. tacky. It's that's yeah. like. Well, if I get an inject to Rasan's fashion circle, um, so I've wrote down each uh, earring. Thing, okay. Which, okay. It's like it was just like the most memorable thing about the movie before I rewatched the movie again was like the earrings and like spoiler alert the horses. Right. Um. The earrings do stand out. They're, they're, yeah. yeah, they're like my favorite they're, part. They're very, and they're they're like, very memorable. So the first time you see here, the, the one on the right says murder, murder. The left says kill, kill. Murder, murder, kill, kill. That's like a, like, you know, like some, like, it's, a, it's like a phrase, a hip hop phrase. It's kind of like the, the audience kind of chants. Um, the other one was just like color of this painted dicks. And <laughs> the other one, one was the, uh, this is also in order too. Uh, the, the guy in the electric chair. Okay. And that was when they're, they're like nice earrings or whatever. Yep. Yep. And then after that, uh, when like when the guy from um, The Walking Dead was like basically trying to like say I'm trying I want to fuck you, she was wearing um, <laughs> uh, bury the rags deep in your face. <laughs> bury the rag deep in your face. So I'm not super sure what the yeah, rag bury, was. Bury the I'm rag. assuming that the rag the stands for rag, the rag, dude. I'm sure the rag stands for the uh, the rich and the greedy. Oh, and, and I don't yeah. understand what deep in your face means. I just made up a I made up a thing. As a rich and the, the greedy, interesting. I, was I thought about... I thought she was talking about a pad, like a menstrual pad. <laughs> no rag. Yeah, yeah, but that could be it. Menstrual pad, rag. rag deep in your face. All right, it could, I don't know, but I, I just that's. I thought maybe it was based uh, on other things. Remember, just... remember WAP. I thought maybe it was another one of those. WAP. WAP. Well, that's a that's an anti-Italian slur. Yep. Wap. W a p. Yeah, but it, 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 <laughs> you pronounce it wap? No, it's no, 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 <laughs> no it's, it's pronounced wet ass pussy. Yeah, that's what's wap. Okay. But I just I didn't want anybody to think that we yeah, were yeah, anti-Italian on this podcast. Yeah, I, right? yeah no, of course. Of course. <laughs> No, look, we're we're very pro Italian on this podcast. Is of, course, all of course, of course, <laughs> like, we are very very. Hey, hey, hi. <laughs> no, but like, like, like seriously, it, it, it is. It, it's, it's, I'm talking wow. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know it's wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Really funny. Uh, the next one was um, you're gonna have to fight, and uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why. And then, then though, the another one was uh, tell Homeland Security. And the other side is we the bomb. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I like that one. That's clever. Hmm. That's it's a conclusion of Rasan's fashion circle. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I think I think um, I think that all of that like is kind of as on the nose and abrasive, and sort of like it's as much anti-fashion as she as her art is anti-art or something. You know what I mean? It's not about. It's like the it's like the type of fashion that like I had in like middle school or whatever. Where it's like, what do I want to wear? Something that has something funny that's on it. 
You know what I mean? I just want to wear I just want to wear a t-shirt that says like there's a there's a snowman and his balls are melting and it's funny to me. <laughs> it's like that's you know what I mean? It's like and she's doing it not for goofy for like social justice things, but it's like it's the same it's the lack same of an aesthetic. Exact thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, just just for the record, bury the rag deep in your face is a line from a Bob Dylan song. Yeah. Ooh. That's cool. What Bob Dylan song? The Lonesome Death of Hattie Carroll. Oh. Damn, uh, I don't even know that one. You know that one or something? No, I don't. I thought not, you were a Bob Dylan guy, dude. I know. Jesus. That's just a lie. Yeah. It's like a lie that I've been continuing for a long time. All right. <laughs> but I love Bob Dylan. But, uh. <laughs> uh shit, what was I going to yeah, say? Yeah, but the earrings, the earrings are memorable, though. And a lot of the aesthetics in this movie are memorable in that way. Totally. Um, totally. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's like, like, but yeah, so basically when it comes to earrings, it's like a lot of the background stuff is in the forefront of like the movie. So like the whole, like, um, the worry-free working, we can work and live and be there. And she's also the person that's been defacing the, uh, those posters, the, right. uh, the advertisements for that, for it. And she's first, adver- it was worry-free, then it's just like slavery for work. And like, she's, cause she doesn't really have a, a job. Her job is like, a part of me thinks she, she doesn't even like work for like the sign that I think she's just like, I think that's part of her art too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think like she's actually working for one of those sign things. Right. Do you think she's just like crashing at Cassius's house all the time, or whatever dude yeah. she's with? And yeah, when she's not with Cassius. Not, she needs yeah, yeah. to find, I, you know, Stephen Yuan. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't. Yeah, because she's like she just waits to get picked. She just waits to get picked up. And like, when is she actually done? She's like, oh, you had me waiting for an hour. It's like, what are you waiting for an hour? Doing what? Like, what are you? Also, why did you have to wait? You could, like, do you get dropped off there? Like, what you just walk? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah what she certainly doesn't do? have a car. Yeah, yeah, you don't have a car, but it's just really. Uh, yeah, it's really but then she can't roll with Cassius once he's uh, selling, you know, slave labor. Yeah, she can't roll. With him. I mean, she rolls with him for like a minute, and well, yeah, when he's when he while while he was getting all this stuff, and then she's like, "I can't do this if you're going to if you cross the picket line, I can't like." But he's been crossing the picket line a bunch of times. <laughs> that's actually hilarious that the like like that's that's him crossing her line as being a scab like because she already knew that he was selling slave labor right right you know, like that wasn't the line that's not what stopped her from sleeping in his bed it was right. that he was gonna cross the picket line <laughs> but he already did it a bunch of times already like he must have, yeah. Like he like know, he I mean. did. It was like she's like I'm. He's like I, this is the time I don't want you to do it anymore. Like now it's like I guess it just wore down on her. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's waking up doing the white voice and oh yeah, it was the white, it was doing the white it. voice. <laughs> white yeah. voice really turned her off. Yeah, he's he's he did not yeah, yeah. like the white. This is not like David Cross's uh, vocal. <laughs> yeah, that's really hilarious. That is David Cross. Yeah, yeah, it works really well. Makes you like David Cross a lot more. <laughs> You know, I like David Goss. It makes you like him a lot more. Yeah, yeah. That he would even, like, participate in something like this. Like, how does Danny Glover describe the white voice? It's, like, not actually, like, really the voice white people have. It's the voice they think they should have. Right, it's like right. The, it's like, the yeah. confidence of it's knowing. It's no worries. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All your bills are paid. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, it's whiteness, man. 
That's whiteness. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that Army Hammer is also like the ultimate oh white guy. Oh my gosh. In this it, movie. It actually oh is so God, good. Dude. It's so self aware. It's perfection. Like It's not self aware. Didn't he like do this movie before all the allegations and shit came down on him? Yeah. No, yeah, but I'm talking about like the fact that he's like he's He's just a rich he's, ass he's, like, white he's, like, ass. He's super dude. Ri- like he's part of like the Arm and Hammer family he's yeah. super like he's super super rich no sure no like, I, get, so, like, I got you it was already it was already self-aware before it even became more, more real self-aware. than they would have imagined yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. look i don't want to i don't want to get too into this but I, i'm an army hammer truther I, I don't think he was actually eating anybody no he's just really kinky <laughs> and imagine like if you're a kinky texas guy out there like like oh i lunchbox i had no idea you're so into ears Jesus Christ, putting put my shit on, <laughs> on blast. <laughs> Did you just choose ears uh, off the top of your head? or I don't want to choose feet. That's my thing. Yeah. I love me a good ear, dude. Was that also an episode of Atlanta where they do an Army Hammer thing with, like, Sarsgaard? What's his name? Peter Sarsgaard? Oh, yeah, at the end. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like the last season when yeah. they're like in Paris. Yeah, where they're eating hands. It's not the last season. Second to last season. Um, no, it was the last season. I'm pretty sure. No, it was the second. It was when they're like in Paris or whatever. It was the second to last season. That was not okay, the last season. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, is it Peter Sarsgaard? Yeah, that's the uh, the, uh, the True Blood one. Yeah, and he's like kind of he's kind of playing an Army Hammer character, and he's like, "We're gonna wear these little hands. We're gonna eat the hands." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the hands. I forgot about it. That's right. That's right. It's the hands. It's the hands episode. That is the fucking last season. That's when she's. No, no it's it the last the, episode of the season before it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's the last episode. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. That's the. That's That's like. That's when like uh, Van is all Amelie or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Amelie episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't. You can't not bring up Atlanta. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, these, no, these I mean, are both very Atlanta. I mean, connected we didn't talk about um, in the last episode, which we probably or in, the, in the last segment, which we probably should have. Um, but the first song in Get Out is Childish Gambino. Yeah, that's um, you're right. Yeah, it is. So like, it's it's not it's not as if this was you know a separate thing <laughs> from the Donald Glover thing. Like, also, it's the same actors in both movies. Yeah, exactly. Like. All three. I mean, Lakeith is. And I don't know if I said it before, but the Juneteenth episode really only came out a couple months before Get Out. Right. You know, they were essentially being developed at the same time. Right. Right. But I also think the the Army Hammer character in this movie totally connects to that Juneteenth episode too. Like same with I mean same with Get Out obviously, but the conversation with the dad when he's talking about how he would have voted Obama for Obama another time if he could and everything. Like Army Hammer is the same in this movie. But to an even more comedic extent, I love the fucking yeah, dude. The 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 rapping scene is so funny. Oh my god, <laughs> that that the, the whole that was the most I felt seen in the movie. Yeah, was was the rapping scene that was like literally what growing up in the main line was before like white people were self aware of what they're doing. Yep, um, like. Definitely growing up was like, son, what's that rap song? How about you rap that rap song? Can't you rap? But you can rap. Like, that happens to me multiple times. Like, and you like, can play basketball. Like completely, it's like suppressed. Like, so completely suppressed, like, memory was unlocked <laughs> seeing that. Seeing, like, rap, rap. I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah, that happens all the time. But the reason is, I mean, but, like you said it earlier, like, 
And I love that it's in this movie. But the reason is because you can say the N-word. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> like, I love that he's just like, rap. And then he just like, can't rap. And they're just like, oh, that's not yeah, really no. They just says the N-word a lot. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's all because we can't I mean, that's all they want to hear. I mean, they're not just like, fuck yeah, dude. They all repeat it. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, white, yeah. it's like a room filled with white people saying N-word shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and him Except for Amir because he's not going to have himself on camera doing that. Is he not doing it? No. Yeah. Oh, really? He's it the whole entire time. That's funny. He's not, no, he's not it. mouthing it at all. He's, oh, like, that's he's just funny. smiling. But... but but I'll tell no, you, but it's hilarious. It's hilarious how he starts off just like looking so disappointed yeah, when yeah. Uh, Cassius starts. But then once he locks into that, that <laughs> it's so hard to talk about it without saying the N word <laughs> shit thing. Um, that <laughs> that he's like he starts to get so happy and his like frown turns upside down. It all just like it's the magic. It's the magic of that that it's beautiful the magic, word. Yeah, <laughs> just makes white people melt. I love his evil pitch too. I love how he's just like, you're just gonna be the, you know, the Martin Luther King that we can control. <laughs> right. uh. It's amazing. It's amazing. But wait, wait, wait. Back to back to the rapping scene. I think like yeah. watching it again this last time, I was amazed by how incredible the extras were in that scene. Oh, they, they the, the three white girls up front were just like so the whitest white girls I've ever seen. Like totally nailing the like, oh my god, this is so much fun. Like, like yeah, hit it. That's so great. Like, sort of like, I don't know. They they were they're dancing so hard and look so lame and white, but like are having so much fun. Like, I don't know. They totally look like just a bunch of white girls. I'm sure for... it's a really fun day on set for the. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. This is the like. Dude, we got paid to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's when you yeah. never got paid to say it that is the ultimate white fantasy isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> i mean tarantino achieved it before yeah. all of us but... so so this one this one passes this was a, an example where uh you know the director makes a bunch of white people say the n-word and it's uh it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it is it is <laughs> But it's also, again, like, I feel like that's a scene just like that scene in Get Out where she's finding the, you know, photos where it's like, this is an iconic depiction of, like, a situ- like an emotional situation that, like, yeah. I actually would have never thought of metaphorizing or anything. Like, you know what I mean? It's not something that's closer. Mm-hmm. But, like, seeing that in this iconic depiction is kind of like, I actually feel like I understand something new now about the black experience like you know what i mean like as lame as that sounds kind of like that actually like is surreal and ridiculous enough for me to be like oh wait i've never thought about it that way before like you know um yep every day (laughs) it's every day but that's what the whole that's what yeah he never gets to so that's why he has this beautiful white voice that i i that that i you know I, i people say i have a white voice which i totally do and and like I do like I I only code switch when I'm angry, <laughs> <laughs> which I noticed is like, like watching because like I watch a movie I I don't like because I can I know I I know I can like I can definitely like not talk the way I talk and talk like quote unquote black or oh yeah or something do it and like no. <laughs> Rap. So that's really yeah, do literally, it. literally, do literally it. yeah, do literally it. that. Do it. To like to like to like keep myself like you know, 
you, you coach was to keep yourself safe in certain situations. And I just decided, I don't know when in my life, I was like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm never going to do that again. It's really stupid. I'm not going to like convert to that. So I talk white, not the way I talk. But it is like, it does get me into fights with other white people, though. <laughs> Being too white. No, because when you talk white, if you if you if you talk white to black people, they think you're talking down to them, and that's what, what causes a lot of issues. Yeah, yeah. I can see is that. It, it's because it's proper, yeah. proper language, right? And it's like, yeah. oh, you think you're better than me because you can speak this way, or you're, you're educated. Yeah, it's really God damn it. So <laughs> Yeah, it, it comes across like it comes across that way. So that's why I'm like I'm just like Well it's just a certain cultural conditioning. It's not yeah, about education exactly. or intelligence. But yeah. it, it also comes down to a, a black white thing. That makes sense. I mean, that's the other part of the thing he says, right? It's like not Will Smith white or whatever. <laughs> that's just proper. <laughs> yeah. When he's talking like, about yeah, the white horse. Yeah. Like, no, like, really white. Like, really, really white. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah. And that's, and like, that's where David Cross is basically the no, whitest guy you can imagine, right? Like, like voice-wise? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, just white enough to sell something. Everyone has something, a white voice. To, so they can sell whatever they're selling. She can sell her art. And she can has, like, this white British voice. Everyone has a voice to sell. That's true. She does put on a British accent at her show. I did notice that. Yeah, That's yeah. her white voice. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. But that's another, yeah. She's just mimicking the whole structure that's above her that she's fighting, but creating it for this <laughs> microcosm of like social justice people. Um, I really like, too, how when Cassius starts like turning and fighting against... Like, you know, when he starts, like, going on all those shows and speaking out about how they're turning people into horses and whatever, that that just, like, makes the company's stock grow higher. Totally, and totally. Just, like, and they're just, like, on the TV, like, so celebrating their success. Totally. Well, that's, like, uh, that's, like, that's the thing. Like, I think that this is, this is the thing, man, is this movie is, like, totally critical of all these people, specifically, like, we talked about the artist. Um, and her sort of ridiculous social justice art and stuff. Um, but I think that also, you know, Stephen Yuen's character. Um, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Squeeze? Yeah, Squeeze. Um, well, he, well, he's a, he's a libtard for pussy. He's a, he's a yeah, libtard for li- pussy. Yeah, exactly. He, um, like, he knew he could do that to her. And that was like, what was fucked up about Because people, people like him do use that to get pussy. Well, that's exactly the point. Is like, that's yeah. not, he's not interested in making any sort of real progress like he's literally just interested in like stealing this girl you know (laughs) like and that's that's what he's in it for is like kind of making art girls like him and like she's in it for like being cool and like whatever like you know all all these people have their own sort of selfish motivations and stuff and like i think that finally like what it's so critical of is even just the whistleblowers at all like i think that like you're saying like the idea that he goes on tv and whistleblows on this corporation and like that that just works in their favor is like yeah no the whole point is every single step along the way of this revolution is like all like the system is already built where that contributes to your enemy like you know what i mean like every single part of it like 
if you're if you're trying to go out there and have that protest out front, like that's just going to create like a viral video that makes people more aware of the company and like whatever. If you go out there and say they're doing something really horrible, people are like, oh shit, they're doing something like really powerful. Like, and then the stock goes up. Like, no matter what it is, there's like no way of actually fighting this within. It's it's the you can't destroy the master's house with the master's tools or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It's that thing of like you can't change the paradigm with the rules of that paradigm. And so, like, any time that people are trying to work within the paradigm to make change, in this movie, they're made to look like clowns. Whether it's the artist sure, who's trying yeah. to make change through her ridiculous, over-the-top, messagey art, or it's the revolutionary guy, or the, 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 like, the whole unionization thing or whatever is also being parodied, where, like, yeah, he's just, like, not thing. even interested in actually making any change either. He's just trying to, like, continue to be that. He's moving from... Like, he's moving from cause to cause in order to just, like, be on the front lines of whatever it is because he just likes being on the front lines. Like, um, because then he can get pussy out of it. And then, yeah, you get to the whistleblowers where they're, like, trying, even if you're trying to do the best or whatever. It's, like, if you do that through, like, the news media in a situation where we, like, have um, an economy that's run by uh, stock and that sort of trade, then, like, this is already against you. They're not, like, you know what I mean? You, you need to completely tear down the system in order to actually fight that. You can't work within the bounds of the system. And that's what I think, that's what I think is so interesting about this movie is that it's actually like a totally like deconstructing like the, the liberal sort of um, people who are working to make change or whatever. And it's basically calling for like real marxist like communism you know what i mean or like a real revolution I mean, violent a real revolution a violent revolution I mean, in the end yeah what's right. really beautiful about this movie is the ending really like the ending is kind of incredible because for a brief moment it feels like it's going to wrap up like kind of generically the way you would expect a hollywood movie to where he just sort of accepts that like the simple life he had before was fine and he's gonna like go back to his garage like back to the future like where he goes back to his garage but it's just like a little, a little bit better. nicer yeah. than it was before and he's like you know he's not like struggling and totally cash strapped but he's just like you know he went back downstairs he's not a power caller anymore he's not selling slave labor you know he's just gonna sell whatever insurance policies or whatever bullshit <clears throat> right, right and like it kind of feels like it's gonna make this soft landing or whatever but then there's that reveal that he he's turning into a horse, yep. you know, and then like, which actually was scary. <laughs> yeah, it actually is scary. Yeah, it the, is. Way, the way the music comes, all hits really. You really, you really like, you're like settling down, and this is like something really happens. And and the fact that it's practical, yeah, yeah. like it looks like a wound. Like it looks, it there, there's something really uncanny valley Disgusting. about it. Disturbing. Yeah, it looks yeah, really yeah. fucked up. But then, yeah, the last scene of him breaking into Army Hammer's house, like, violently bashing through the door. It's just like, oh, he's there to murder him. This yeah. is like, that's the end of this movie. It's like, <laughs> oh, actually, in the end, like, it very quickly just sort of like, goes back on this notion that he was just going to quietly, like, settle back into the system in right. a way that was manageable. Because I think it goes along with the whole rest of the movie, which is, like, any any attempts to change the system from within the bounds of the system will just contribute to the system. Um, mm -hmm. And you're already... I mean, the, the other thing that I think is interesting about it is that he's 
he like he's lost like you know what i mean there's no hope for cash like at the end of this movie he's becoming a horse and there's we don't believe that there's a miracle cure right like that i yeah, don't yeah. believe that there is because i don't think they intend on ever right. pushing him back after the five years of course but like i do think they have one but i don't think they yeah. plan on ever using it for him like you know yeah i don't know that they even have one i don't know yeah it's uh, yeah there's certainly no proof of it but I, I think that the end doesn't leave us with any hope that like no, Cash is going to do think, better or be able to like settle down with Tessa Thompson. Become, yeah, I ever become a person ever again now. I think it's it's kind of over. He's about to murder the only person who could probably produce that cure. Right, yeah. right. Um, and he's not there to make anything better even at this point anymore. Like he's just there to fucking get revenge. Like because he's just been reduced to violence, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. I guess this movie does provide some hope in that violence in that, like, it is a Marxist sort of film where it's, like, you, you need the, you know, chaos of revolution to, like, create the fertile seeds for the, you know, uprising of the new communist state or whatever. But it doesn't really give us that much hope that that's, like, what's actually happening. I mean, we do see, like, the, the you know, the revolution and stuff outside of the, uh, like, from the back of the, the van, um, but yeah, that's not yeah. that's not like a worldwide like we don't have hope that things are changing, <laughs> you know. Um, no, for sure. I think it's a really I don't know. I think it's really cynical about any sort of anything other than just tearing it all down. Um, it's almost it's almost like anarchist even more than communist, <laughs> like more so than socialist. Um, it's it's you know, I guess maybe it is more communist. I don't know, but I think it's definitely more of an anarchist thing. Yeah. Yeah, just totally getting back to point zero. They're they're just trying to get rid of all of it. I I think at first they're trying to get to, like, this this eagle, but then then toward, like, once, like... All of those things fail. Once, like, the horses come in, it's, like, it's just, like, get rid of everything. Yeah, yeah. What's weird about the horse thing is, like, it was making me think about the deer thing from Get Out as well and why there's this sort of, like, connection... People as chattel black people. Workhorses. Yeah, the people's chattel thing. Workhorses. But, yeah. like, also, but also the fact that, like, the physicality thing. Yeah. You know? You get a really the big The physicality dick. of black people. And <laughs> it's, like, they don't ever really show you, like, who these horses were, you know? Like, are they all black people? Or are they, like, some of those, like, weird old white people that you see in, like, the, you know, videos? I, I thought it was, company, I thought it was the people who were, um, who worked for... Uh, worry free. No, sure, but like, a, I, okay. like, and all black? there's tons of people. There's tons of people working for worry free, exactly. right? And like, none of them are black in the ads. Like, maybe right. some of them are, but like, right. I remember right. the ads looking like a bunch of frail, like goofy ass white people, kind of like in bunk beds and mm-hmm. like yeah. eating gross, like astronaut food or whatever. But the horses kind of feel like more black adjacent or whatever. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. 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 I mean, especially when you hear them talk. Like, what's his name? Is like, dude, I'm from Detroit. Like, I'm, yeah, my yeah, name's, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 Andre. Sure. Or whatever. Yeah. Like, you don't just talk. Yeah, like, you talk, just talk to me. Yeah, I can talk to talk normal. <laughs> I think that idea of like black athleticism and black physicality and the superiority of that, and then how like the whites would sort of like utilize that to, for instance, pick cotton and like you know whatever. Right. There's like this kind of thing of like, or I guess like you know the whole Thirteenth Amendment idea of how 
like prison populations are predominantly black and we use them for cheap labor and all right. this kind of stuff. Right. Um, that like the worry free thing is a sort of like amalgam of like the welfare state at its kind of worst and most oppressive mixed with like the prison state and the free cheap uh, labor it gets from predominantly black men. I don't know. There's something about that that I feel like captures something about the black experience as well. No, totally. Like you totally. said, not that I know firsthand, but... How do you feel about being referred to as a horse for son? Um, Evan doesn't know firsthand. already? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it is kind of like horses are like a symbol of white wealth because mm. that is something that like that like as of like you know like people who own horses wealthy like like I don't know any black equestrians <laughs> but like but well like, what about the concrete cowboys in Philly yeah but that's like to like get them off the streets that's <laughs> to get them like two feet off the streets. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I, I, like that's but like, that's that's only like a Philly thing, and I like I, I don't know, but it's like that's that's specifically I, weird. But like when he did, but he did, he does like the line of like you know like of like we thought I think is coke or some other drug on like the on like the horse like dish. Yeah, like that's the whitest horse dish in the fucking it, world. It's that's like the shit, it's yeah. like it, you don't you don't second you guess. Don't, you don't have a horse dish like that at your grandma's house. No, I know you do. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna say like it's it's like it just symbolizes that wealth, but because but it's not like you don't second guess like the horse at all because it's just like oh yeah, why would they they love they love the horses. <laughs> it's true. It's such a white thing. Totally. So like the, them being horses is, and like the workhorse yeah. thing, it's just like doubling down on it, and this is symbolizing. It. So like that's super duper, duper dope. Um, I did appreciate yeah, that. Um, I do appreciate him having a picture of like his. I'm guessing that was his dad in the car, and that he would put up everywhere he went, and it would change like his emotions. Oh yeah, is like certain. That reminded me of like that, that reminded me of like Mouse Hunt. Do you remember like? Never saw Mouse Hunt. I don't remember Mouse Hunt. I saw it in you theaters. always bring up Mouse Hunt though. <laughs> do I? No, not, not you. No, not you. Lunchbox me? does. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw it in theaters. I don't really remember. You bring up Mouse but... Hunt more than a lot for a person who doesn't remember anything. I'm about sorry. It. I shouldn't have brought it up. Um, <laughs> I didn't know it was a sort of subject. <laughs> there's a painting of like the man, like the the elderly, you know, the patriarch who passed away, and it, like the his expression changes. Or does it? Like depending on how either. he's feeling. No, like, I missed that. I missed his expression change. That's funny. But yeah, but like that, like I appreciated it was like seeing like what your forefathers would think would think about what you're doing, mm-hmm. and so it's just like he kept kept bringing it along. It's like something. Oh, happy for you. I'm really upset. I'm really sad. I'm re- like upset and like it was like I want to achieve like this American dream of just like being this having your this having a car. And it's like that's literally the picture of an American dream, like you know, and then him not, you know, it changes the the whole entire thing. Yeah, he gets such a big promotion though so quickly that like the first time he upgrades his car, it's like already like this really expensive car, 
he just gets such a overnight change. Yeah, yeah. In the amount of money he's making. It's, uh, yeah, because it's funny, because it's like, he, like, kind of does, like, achieve the American dream overnight, but mm. he has to, like, sell slave labor in order to do it, so. He has to do the most American thing to possibly get it. Yeah, man. They're, they're, they're comically evil, the, uh, the power callers. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, worry-free, whatever. Totally. I, I just love the aesthetics of it too, like the, the the phone call shit where they like drop him into the apartment stuff. Like this movie does like a lot to be cinematic because it's really like mm-hmm. on the page. It's like not a cinematic story at all. Yeah, but it actually <laughs> like it really it it remains really fun by just doing shit like that. It's like it doesn't need to do this at all. It's just doing this to oh, yeah. be fun. I really like how when he like he's at his first day of work mm-hmm. and there's just like this catastrophe happening in the copy room behind his head <laughs> oh yeah behind him is just like all these <laughs> like all the papers together <laughs> yeah there's just like all these papers flying around the room there's like two guys in there just like what the fuck <laughs> no, it's it's full of details like that i think yeah as i was saying a lot of the background stuff is like gets pushed to the forefront totally like to like to all like i would like I forgot to that the boob. Like you, you can just press pause and read the background stuff and be like okay and and give you another level of the movie. Um, totally, and that, that's part of what makes it feel yeah. like there's a lot of like love put into this movie yeah. as opposed to like just kind of being a product like so many other movies. Like it's like every single piece of this is like really there's a joke there. Like there's something happening. Somebody's doing a really good job in every corner of every shot. Like I think j- just like Get Out, like the the just craft of this movie is what kind of really sells all of these fun ideas you know yeah i really i really like that one actress kate berlant she plays uh diana yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, yeah. Like, he's like that looks like debauchery <laughs> like, like what's weird about this movie is like um and i think one of the things that still feels off to me about it is that it does sort of ride this line of trying to be an actual like comedy that has a lot of actual jokes and comedy beats. Yeah. Like the, uh, um, like the scene. Yeah. Like the scene where she's typing out the like ridiculously long code right, right. on the, the elevator pad or whatever. And I feel like sometimes, even though all those moments are kind of like funny in a vacuum that like, it doesn't always balance that stuff out super well. Like, okay. sometimes those moments feel like these forced kind of comedy beats. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel like um, there's sometimes things like that moment you're talking about that don't need to be there at all. But for me, I just yeah, think that yeah. that's like, that's part of the texture of this movie that I really like. Is that like that, to, to me, that's what makes this movie remain fun. Is like, just like a bullshit, like a, like a, I don't know, like a Judd Apatow movie or whatever. Like, not every joke has to be on theme, but like every joke needs to make you laugh, yeah. you know. And that kind of brings you through these movies. That like, no, sure, know. sure. Most of those moments are pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I don't know. Like just, when it really just tries to go for a comedy beat or something that feels like a bit. Yeah. Like the other one that I'm thinking of now is like the thing where he gets in the shouting match with his friend out in front where they're just giving each other compliments basically. <laughs> just like we're just like, I hope you have a good day. I hope you have a good week. Oh my week you hope my week is good. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> that that is a that is a brilliant, hilarious scene. 
yeah, yeah. But it's also black, right? I also felt that to me felt like that was a Malcolm X and Martin Luther King fight. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> it was like I see what you're doing. I respect it. I'm not for, but because they kind of put that voice on, they kind of put it on like like a like a. Uh, 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 Malcolm, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King voice. You kind of. Like, I, I hope. I hope you. Like I, I hope you have a good. I hope you have a good week. Like a very like reverendy type. Like yeah, I hope you have a good week. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's how I can life. see that. Yeah. <laughs> that was my Martin Luther King breakfast. <laughs> I didn't do my Malcolm X. <laughs> that would be racist. Oddly, yeah, that'd be more racist than doing Martin Luther King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Martin Luther King is less black, more more well, southern, well, if Mar- reverend. If Malcolm X had his own holiday, then I think he could do the voice. He doesn't, huh? No. Not giving Malcolm X a holiday. <laughs> no, no Malcolm X day. But right. like, yeah, it, it felt to me that <laughs> it was like it. It seemed that that's what it, it felt like. That that was like kind of what they're going for that's interesting i like that i like that two black archetypes i'm actually speaking of voices again i'm actually looking that so Patton oswalt was the white voice for mr Boop. yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. what does it say under the casting mr blank yeah it says mr blank what's the joke with his name is that just another one of these like that's that's the thing is like i just i just think that's another one of these things it's just like texture joke that doesn't need to be there at all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. And they just like decide to throw in there for no reason, and then I just love for no reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like his name oh. is like the N word or something, right? Like that's not um, the joke, is it? I think it's he's the original token black for that for that. Uh... And they just call him Mister N word. No, not like he's the N word. I think it's like no. it doesn't matter his name. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's just that he's black, and that's what that's the important part. Yeah, it makes sense. But, yeah, Mr. Blank, uh, the only time he ever uses his uh, black voice is when he's, I think it's when he tells Cassius at, like, the Eyes Wide Shut party. That's, like, right when, like, you see the actual Eyes Wide Shut scene yeah. where, like, yeah, there's yeah, all the yeah, people all fucking. fucking in the hallway. Yeah. And it's actually, and like, he, like just as him. explicit as the Eyes Wide Shut scene. Like, maybe even yeah, more so. Much, yeah. Like, they're, they're totally <laughs> fucking. Like, it's, I mean, not, it's not like they're actually fucking, but, like, it's. Yeah, it's very, it's very explicit. It's very hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did he tell him to use his black? Did he use his black voice? And he tells him to, how to escape. Or yeah, yeah. He tells him where to. He tells him where to go to find to find um, to find Army Hammer. To find Army Hammer. Yeah, yeah which, where his yeah, was, was That's like so yeah. bizarre too. Where it's like that hall that just looks like all these nondescript like like office doors that are like, the, and he's just at the one at the end. Yeah, it's in very matrixy. No, also, yeah, and yeah. they're also like, I, like, the, I love I it. Was, the jade uh, door. Yeah. That's olive. That's yeah. clearly olive. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. No, I, I saw him over there. That's not a jade door. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would never have gotten into that. I really like the video he shows him too. That's all clay animated. Yeah, that yeah, explains yeah. like the. Yeah, like he even says, like, this is quite a production. It's like, oh, he wasn't kidding. This is, like, definitely an, ex- an expensive... Uh, totally. But I think that that works really well <laughs> compared with, like, a lot of movies that have done the animated thing and done, like, cheap 2D animation stuff. Like, um, mm-hmm. I love Beyond the Black... Or, no, uh, Under the Silver Lake. 
Um, but I think that probably like the weak point in that movie is when it cuts to the comic book animation stuff because it's just like it that aesthetic doesn't it's like a whole different aesthetic thing. I have a big problem with uh, the Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys when they cut oh, to yeah. the cartoon stuff. I wish that stuff was better. It just bothers me. It really it throws off the whole thing. But like I think in this movie, like they could have done that as a two D animated sequence, and I think that it would have probably sucked compared to what they actually have, which is like a totally creative. Like it feels like Michelle Gondry like made them this short or something you know what i mean like it's super yeah, fucking yeah, cool for sure um and yeah really and great. it's it's yeah. because puppet animation's not i don't know it's it's too weird like it's super it's cool i don't know well it's 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 also tactile yeah in a way that's like cinematic like you know totally. 2d animation can be cinematic but it's like I think you just ha- have to be in that world already, and it has to be like what you signed up for, for that to work. Right. You know. Also, it makes it a bit kind of grotesque in a way. It's like turning into a horse, and it's just like, uh, like I think like drawing in like an animation there, like that would be kind of like yeah, would lose it. Like the fact that it's like clay, and it's yeah, you had to get dirty. Yeah. To make these expressions. Yeah. And it's just, you can feel it, the texture. You can feel that a bit more. And it feels more violent and gross. Yeah, like I really like those those like hairy topless ape women at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, totally. What was what? The, the, like at the beginning? There's the, like there's ape. Oh yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. The, Evan the, really liked this. Like he, very, said, he like, said he's really into this. Yeah, I like them. They were like swinging like absurdly. Yeah, they turn me on. But um, but yeah, there's a grotesqueness to it. Like like the real hair yeah. on these like weird clay models. Totally, like, totally. Yeah. That wouldn't be gross like that in 2D. Uh, but, yeah, man. Have you noticed the uh, left eye activist? Yeah, is that supposed to be a left eye thing? Like uh, like the artist left, left eye? Yeah, I think... The action, the main attraction? No, I think it has in, like... No, left eye is in, in TLC. I know. Was it? Is it left it eye? She comes, she comes in on, a, on, on some Will Smith song where she's like, left eye is in the action, the main attraction, something, 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 and keeps rapping. I don't remember the rest of it, but... I don't oh. recall that a little bit, but she was in some Will Smith song on like Willennium, or maybe maybe it was Big Willie style. I don't remember. Oh yeah, you gotta look at it. That's the only thing that. I know Left Eye from. It's like one, yeah, it's like one Will the, Smith song. It's like from a B side. Like it's not an important Will Smith song. Not from the iconic TLC. No, I, I don't. I don't remember oh. TLC enough. I like. You know what No Scrubs but, is, right? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm aware, but like, <laughs> oh. I don't know. I don't go chasing waterfalls. I like, I'm aware. But I. But you creep. I do. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Left Eye because I don't know enough about it. And yeah, I was wondering if that was a reference to that or what the deal with that is. Uh, I just think it sounded. I think it sounds cool, but I think it's also like another. It sounds cool, and it's another way of showing white people using something as culturally black just to push their agenda. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Remember when I referenced Africa Bambata earlier? That makes my agenda more legitimate. Yes. Yeah. I, I knew that's, about him and you yeah. didn't. That's the L in the TLC. Left eyes the L in TLC, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't wanna, I wanna talk about like Africa Bambata. Yeah. But uh yeah, and like and when it came to like them wearing all wearing like afros with like you know a coke in their heads, it was just like Coca Cola selling 
basically uh, Jigaboo hats, just sort of like like this, like the selling. Totally, it's almost like selling. The, it's almost corporations like, hurting black people in a way. It's almost like the Goofy hat in uh, Atlanta, right? Oh yeah, the N word hat. <laughs> because Goofy and the N word are the same in Atlanta and all that. Well, yeah, because basically he's a like a depiction of a black man. He's add ears, and then he's not. He's a yeah. Is it? Is it? It's the cartoon, black, like the the racist yeah, cartoon. It's, yeah. What's, what's it? What's it called? Jigaboo. Yeah. I just I didn't I couldn't yeah. say it. <laughs> are, we, are we not allowed to say that one? I don't. Know, I think I'm you're sorry. not allowed to say any of them. I think the Rasan's allowed to say all of them. So, if you want, okay. we could just okay. like it's, it's, we could just have really racist conversations and just like key in. Like Rasan said a couple of them now, so we could just use those. To to dub out yeah. us when we say uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll just put his his n words in there yeah whenever we want from at our leisure on. yeah yeah from now on yeah that way we can use his his yeah. blackness to put our white ideas into or something <laughs> it sounds like some get out shit yep. Yep. some get out shit that also had an instructive video let's, on let's what's take his going voice so bodies. we can say the things we weren't allowed to say. No, yeah, well, you're saying the, the Get Out also has the uh, instructional video, right? That also works yeah. really well. Uh, like, I, I, loved, I loved the instructional video this time. Like, the, the sort of corny, cheesy, like, voiceover-y thing. Like, I don't know. I thought, it was, I thought that video made it work. And made it, like, it was weird how much younger they looked in it, too. Because um, they had yeah. to, like, age the people up for the, most of the movie and stuff. Um, in order to, like, age them down in there. Behold the coagula. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I wrote that down. I, was, I kept reading. Like, what is that? <laughs> what did I write? <laughs> yeah, the Gragula. And now that I bring it up, now that I think about it. That's that was them when they were younger. That's when the when um yeah when the black when, characters when, um, were still white. No, well, yeah, like, so, so like yeah, and, like, and the kids were younger. So the, yeah. they've been doing this for a very very long time. Yeah, just, like, I still don't think they perfected it, of course. No, but like yeah, I think they they've been doing this since. Yes, it's there like forever. Yes, for a long time. That's why she's had so many boyfriends, man. Yeah. Every one of those boyfriends was. Is she was also, probably, Is she just in the black guys too? Yeah, probably. She has to sleep with them. Yeah. Also, I think five months is too quick to. I mean, she them. doesn't have to sleep with them. She just chooses. To sleep. Her brother just goes out and captures them, but you know, in the first scene, you know what I mean? Just uh, yeah, strangling guess, them and throwing yeah. them in the trunk. But she's like. No, I've got a better method. It just involves me getting laid, like, really hard by, like, lots of different black guys. <laughs> I love that in the end she's looking up uh, uh, new NCAA yeah, prospects. Yeah, that was crazy. It's the funniest. <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, it was too real. While she's eating uh, the Fruit Loops. Like, like, that was actually... That's playing the long game. <laughs> I think she was like, you know, I think we could really go... We could really, like, get an NFL star... And or, or, like anyone like like who will go to the majors. <laughs> That's good stock. That's good stock. That's good horse stock. You know that it's a good breed. Jaw. Uh, uh, Jaw. <laughs> That's what you check. You make sure that the teeth are good when you get your horses or your slaves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a whole. I hate him, by the way. People who are listening to this podcast. <laughs> My jaw just hurt. You me. hate him. I hit him after that. Jaw comment. Oh, you hate, you hate, I, like, yeah, I hit, I hit him, which is, you know, black violence. I'm sorry, son. 
It's another, yet another instance of black on white violence. That we don't like make a lot of movies about. Not nearly enough. It's a, it's a, it is an unspoken <laughs> horror that all of us whites go through. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, I, it's, I'm not, I'm, it's, it's no, no need for apologies. We're like, we're at, like, it's, we're having a much freer conversation <laughs> about it that I'm here. If, if I wasn't here, you guys would be like dancing around a lot of stuff. <laughs> Or maybe we'd just be much more racist. Much more racist. I, actually, yeah, you know, I'll just step out. We'd just be dropping hard, <laughs> hard, hard R's. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know. We didn't have anyone here to tell us it wasn't okay. Wait, why is I've it? Been why was Rosario Dawson? Oh, was it the elevator? Okay. Oh, she yeah. was the elevator voice. Rosario Dawson. Interesting. Yep. And then there was also someone playing the British voice, right? Um, British voice was Detroit's L- white Lily British voice is Louis James. She's very white. That. She's like in, I don't know, like. Oh, all these, like, you know. Cinderella, uh, Pride and Prejudice, Mamma Mia. She's a Mamma Mia. She's Mia. Baby so probably like the, oh, she's a no, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Not the first uh, Mamma Mia. You know. And it's Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> she's not, oh, even, she's not <laughs> like. What is she? Yeah. Like, yeah, she's not from much. I don't know. She was in yesterday. Oh, that's cute. But she's a person that I know because she's a white. She's one of our white queens. Oh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> there's one of your white queens. I mean, they're all white queens. They're all white queens. What What was the symbolism of him having the uh, the bandage on his head for such a long time? Well, that was his. Uh, that was his new brand, you know. Yeah, we didn't mention that part. It was the how he became a meme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just, you know, like getting struck in the head with a coke can. Yep. Well, that's the. Well, I mentioned like, whole... the afros and like the froze with like the, the can stuck in it. Yeah, yeah. So it was like these like old like buckwheat looking type things. I just wanted to know. It was like, being appropriated. Yeah. I like how it wasn't, wasn't, there, wasn't there a bunch of like children wearing it? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like a Halloween procession? Yeah. Kids and white people and all sorts of stuff. And like, I think that that's, you know, like all these other things where you see this, you know, working within the system, not changing the system or whatever. Like that's, that's the uh, failure of the unions and whatever, where like that protest and the union mm-hmm. thing is all just like a meme that contributes to the furthering of this company's things you know or some other company but well i think it was like my theory yeah. is that, that, that not like a theory but like i thought it was like every single thing in that movie was all owned by the same thing yeah yeah like it's just one giant corporation yeah that owns all yeah yeah like it does everything yeah, that owns everything in the movie yeah it's like some uh vertical integration shit yeah yeah, yeah. it's like huckabee's corporate or something uh, like inherent vice yeah <laughs> inherent vice exactly or uh, Scanner Darkly. You know? Oh, yeah, Scanner yeah, Darkly. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. Well, I don't know, guys. Uh, are you feeling, are there any you know, tertiary things, anything we didn't touch on before we sign off? Yes, please send help. I do not want to be here. They're forcing me to do this. <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> that's That's good. <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, you say that's that. <laughs> That can uh, be that. I think we have it. We I'd that. say, yeah, I'd say that's that mattress, man. Word. Well, okay. Well, this is another episode of Everything with the Little Fishies. I'm Rasan. 
<laughs> and I'm Mike. <laughs> and Evan's not right. saying anything. Evan does not want to be affiliated with this episode. <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean, our secondary sign, sign up, out. but I, I should have said thank you for for being here, son. Appreciate it. It was eye opening, and you'll probably never see hear from me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> You did do that awesome. line earlier, so. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye, everybody. Peace out. See you next time. Bye.